Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The body of an Obama staffer was found on the Obama's property. This is their chef. It is presumed to be an accident, but this story is big. And of course, the conspiracy theories are already coming out, but, uh, yeah, you know, we, we don't need to entertain the uh, uh, the actual conspiracies, but we can talk about them at the very least and uh, just generally give you the news on the story because it actually is really, really big. People are wondering what happened, how it happened and uh, why his chef was presumably paddleboarding in a pond near his estate. We got other really big news. This one's crazy. Uh, Twitter is gone. It is now X. There's still remnants of Twitter. The app is still called Twitter in many places, but on the actual website, on the browser version, the Twitter bird is gone. It's an X now. And they're slowly changing these uh, the title. Many of the employees are now saying X instead of Twitter. Elon Musk says they're no longer called tweets. They're called X, which just doesn't work. You can't speak it. So I don't know what his plan is there. But uh, exciting stuff nonetheless. He's going to be transforming Twitter into the everything app, which has horrifying implications, if you ask me, considering the AI that they're going to be integrating. I do think there's a lot of good that can come from this. I do generally like what Elon Musk does, but it's going to get interesting. And then we've got a whole bunch more news. New evidence implicating Joe Biden. Uh, being on phone calls, according to testimony from Devin Archer, with with Hunter and uh, Hunter's associates. So, okay. And then we've got stor- a story coming up about a man who has, I guess, super COVID. They're calling it MERS. And some people believe this could be what leads to another lockdown. Who knows? An election is coming up. So we will get into all of that. But my friends, before we do, head over to castbrew.com. Buy our coffee. Join the Cast Brew Coffee Club. You'll get three bags every single month, or you can just choose these uh, different varieties. We have Rise with Roberto Jr. It's a light roast breakfast blend, Appalachian Nights, a dark roast, Colombian, and French roast, and they are all available in ground or whole bean. Just click them and then make your selection. And I got to tell you, my mom says that Appalachian Nights is the best, and that means a lot, so you should buy it. But if you want to support us, we're sponsoring ourselves when you buy Cast Brew Coffee. Not only are you supporting everything we do, because this is, you know, it's our product, but you're helping us. We are launching physical coffee shops. Most of you know this already. And uh, hopefully in a few months, we will have our first location open, but we'll see. And then from there, we want to create physical spaces. People can hang out and interact. And that's the next step in winning a culture war. But don't, don't forget also, become a member at TimCast.com by clicking join us. We will have a members only uncensored show at 10 p.m. tonight after we wrap up the live public portion of, our, uh, of the show. We do a live uncensored where you, the guests, actually call in and talk to us and our guest. You, the viewers, sorry, you, the viewers, can call in and talk to us. Just become a member at the $25 per month level. You can submit your questions, or if you've been a member at any level for at least six months, you can submit your questions and potentially be one of our callers. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. I'm back. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Dave Lando. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm really great, actually. Good. All patched up. That's what I heard. You got went down to Mexico. I went down to Tijuana. And they fixed up your hip? Yeah. that just they, took one kidney? Yeah, only one. That's all yeah, which is good. They, they, it's a fair uh, trade. I ended up getting spared the surgery. This is fantastic. Shout out to the Cellular Performance Institute. Y'all may have heard of them on Joe Rogan. Eddie Bravo was talking yeah. about it. And uh, I went down there because if I did not, I would have only just got my MRI a couple days ago. I'd still be waiting for the for the follow-up consultation. Insane. 
I go down there on day one, x-rays, blood work, MRI, and uh, the long story short of it is I did not need to get surgery, which is a huge relief. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a physical in June of 2026, so I'm excited about it. It takes forever. Dude, and the seriously, they're like four months from now. Every time I call, I'm like, why is it? All right, great. I'll, I hope this isn't cancer, what I found. I'm in an Uber, and, and the Mexican guy is just like, Americans are always coming down here for medical care. And I'm like, unsurprising. It's crazy, right? That's why they tell you that they just behead you at the border. Like they, they, they just try to tell you that. They're like, the second you get here, cartel, yep. you're dead. It's actually the opposite. Uh, what I'm told is the cartels protect you. Really? Yeah, rich Americans come to Tijuana. They don't want to lose that money. No. So there are crazy stories about like locals who will rob a tourist, and then the cartels find out who did it, and let's just say it doesn't go well for those people. Oh, that's awesome. They love, look, American tourists need to be safe and feel safe. If word gets out that you're not safe in these cities, they lose all that money. They're not, they're not fans of that. So but, go but, back well, to Sandals. That's what you're saying. Go, I, Tijuana was amazing, man. It was, it was really I great. haven't been I, there in 20 I, years, honestly, and it was really fun the last time I went. I got to be honest, some of the best would have ever tasted in my life. Oh, too. Crazy. But uh, who are you? What do you do? I think everybody knows you. Right? I'm a comic. I uh, have a new, sh new show called Normal World. Uh, Ian's been on it. Uh, and uh, yeah, check it out. It's on The Blaze uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. And yeah, that's about it. And my schedule, DaveLanda.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out. We've also got Hannah Claire Brimelow. Hi, I'm still here. I'm Hannah Claire Brimelow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. And I'm here with Ian. Thank you, Hannah Claire. Yes, Dave, you mentioned uh, Normal World. We did the first episode I was on with you guys. Yes. Drugtopia. You start in Drugtopia, one of the finest shorts ever made. Here's to many more, my friend. That was that was gorgeous to work on. Dude, you were great in it. You were the, seriously, you were Robert Downey Jr. in that. That's it was fantastic. About, I, this last week, I've been on a, a physical transformation working out. I, I cut all this weight to do uh, the first scene of this music video we're working on. I've gained like five or six pounds now, and it has been emotional. I don't know about you guys if you've ever done workout and like the way that uh, I, and I'm already, I think because I'm an actor uh, or have been that I, I'm emotional. I kind of work off how I feel about things and it's really damaging to my friendships and my relationships if I don't have it under control. So this has been like a new learning experience for me, man. Watch out. I'm like a rampaging bull right now. <laughs> I'm turning uh, into a meathead. I'm going to get some therapy and then I think maybe that'll <laughs> help me balance myself out a little bit and get jacked and healthy. I noticed it right when I got here, like the first time I saw Ian, I'm like, you can tell that. Yeah, we Workout did. and food and everything is, is biceps today, yeah. and after the first rep of like ten, even I was like, oh my my muscles my muscles were like tight and large. It was crazy. I, I noticed all my a physical hair. change, but you yeah. seem like s very ha like energetic, happy. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely you another kind of energy. Right that's for sure. Ian's testosterone is going to go through the roof, and he's going to get super conservative. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. It does it. come with it. Mm -hmm. It does. When you work out, you become right. I want to protect. It's all true. Right. I do have that that. That intuition is kicking on in me, this desire to protect. It's really wild. We got Kellen. What's up, everybody? Yeah, Ian's, uh, if you walk by him now in the hallways, he just shoulders you real hard. So <laughs> we are seeing a change. Uh, but yeah, I'm Kellen. I'm filling in for Surge. Ahoy, Dave. Good to Ahoy see you Ahoy to you, my friend. And uh, uh, I get back from you know this, this week-long retreat, and Seamus is just gone. With Interesting. He's Suspicious. Gone. No. And I know that there were spoons. No. And they're gone too. True story. I There's went down. two guitars missing. Thursday night <laughs> after. $10,000. It was crazy. All of my potatoes. <laughs> Tuesday Where's night the after cat? the show. Good question. <laughs> well, I went down to eat my 600 calories after the show on Tuesday and there were no forks. And then yeah. I was like, Seamus walked by. And I was like, oh, God. 
Is he kind of a fork guy, though? I don't know. I, well, just, I so just don't trust him anymore. I'll just say, I'll just say hand meal man. I will say uh, two very quick things before we jump into the news. We already got a bunch of super chats. One person said, please don't leave again. All Seamus does is talk about the Bible. And then someone, someone else said, Seamus did great. I love that he talked about the Bible. So, you <laughs> that's, know. Look, look religion is apparently the spice of life. Occasionally you, you need to have a, a good old Catholic host the show. But uh, special thank you to Seamus. Seamus Coughlin of Freedom Tunes. He hosted the show for the week while I was uh, at the doctor. I was basically sitting in a recliner with a bunch of tubes and fluids and stuff and uh, vitamin drips and blood work and MRIs. I saw, I saw a lot of dolphins. That's yeah, awesome. Because the clinic is on the beach in Tijuana and I saw the border too and I actually walked up to the border and I had this like profound moment of realization looking at this massive hole ripped into the, the Tijuana border and I'm just like, you could just walk right through it. No yeah. joke. And then there's like a border patrol guy on the other side and then I just had this realization about the decline of culture and Everything starts coming together as to why it's all falling apart, and we'll talk about it on the show. Let's jump into the first story in that regard. Here we go. Let's get into the news. We got this from TimCast.com. Human remains of missing paddleboarder found in pond at Obama's Martha's Vineyard estate. The man has been described as a black 43-year-old, but his identity has not been made public. Now, at the time of uh, this uh, writing, we did not know. Now we know that it was Obama's chef. Obama's chef was uh, paddleboarding. This is uh, Dom Lucre says dead body found at Obama's Martha's Martha's Vineyard estate in search for a black 43 year old male paddleboarder who drowned in the pond attached to the estate. 911 call was made from ex-president's 12 million dollar property night last night. Sorry. And uh, shortly before 10 a.m., the body of the missing paddleboarder was recovered from Edgartown Great Pond by Massachusetts State Police divers. MSP underwater recovery unit made the recovery after the victim's body was located. So, OK, it was his chef. Is, okay. Is, what's going on? Is I think, it, well, Michelle did say he was like family. It's just too bad he knew too much. So he, this is the thing, right? What's the most likely scenario? Occam's razor. Obama's chef went for a paddleboard ride. Most likely. Drown. He's I mean, it's not somebody. a Clinton. Like, if it was a Clinton chef, you'd already find the bullet hole. Did you see that interview? <laughs> and they would call with, it a, they'd be like, like drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The they, 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 would, they would yeah. say, sorry, they would say, uh, uh, he drowned. He is, he, they would say, he asphyxiated underwater yeah, it, because the water entered the bullet hole in his lungs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. If you haven't seen the Patrick Bet <laughs> David, Anthony Weiner interview, yeah. when he talks about the Clinton body count, yeah. Anthony Weiner <laughs> goes off the rails for like 20 minutes. It's hilarious. Oh, Anthony Kumi and I did it once, and it's like, how many people commit suicide running through the woods yelling help and get shot in the back? It's just a normal thing that happens. It I just, don't know why you would question yeah, that. But to be fair, you know, so I've gone through the Clinton body count thing, and some of these things are big stretches. Some oh. of them are really weird. Yeah, right? some of them are a big. I do agree. There's, there was that. There was that journalist in the '90s. I think it was in the '90s. He was like working on the CIA, and then they said he he killed himself by shooting himself twice in the head, whatever. Yeah. And then people will try to explain it away, like, well, sometimes you know these horrible things happen. People fail and they try again, and it's like, okay, sure, whatever. But a lot of them are like uh, an accountant at an insurance firm the Clintons once used. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, or a plane crash, like unrelated. <laughs> they yeah. do. Yeah, they do play a lot of uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon in order to get there in the connection. A right, lot of right. them are just like, you. Did. I think they met once at a cocktail party. But then there are some that make no sense at all. For sure. And then the question is, is this because the Clintons are doing really evil things? Yes. Or is it? Is it? They are. Oh, they, sorry. But, but not in this. But but I'm saying <laughs> in this in question. this in this specific context. Yes. Like in terms of you know the Clinton Global Foundation and their donations. But the uh, <laughs> the question is like, are they just very powerful people who are very well connected with other very very powerful people in a tight circle? So you hear stories about security, military, prominent intelligence. Those things happen all the time. My 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 point is, 
Is it unique to the Clintons? Or if you actually looked, would you find something similar with the Obama? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Probably. And that is not to say that the Obamas did anything wrong or the Clintons harmed anyone. I'm saying when you're in these powerful positions of wealth and prestige and international relations... I mean, come on, you know, like outside the United espionage States. Espionage and. Yeah, like yeah. if we're not in this like lovable rainbow and, and butterfly democracy that we happen to live in right now, uh, power struggles and, and people's lives. Like, I don't think life expectancy is very high in the center of power in like communist dictatorships or anything. People offing their friends, their, their coworkers. No. I am going to mm. pull up this one YouTube clip and just say because. Is it from their ring cam? It, no. It's from. It's not from their kitchen it's cam? From, it's from a Marvel movie. Are you sure? Yeah. We should have said ring cam. <laughs> so when I read this story, this is the first thing I thought of. I immediately was like, what's that movie where the guy uh, is like in his house and the cleaning lady leaves and then she comes back in because she forgot something and the guy Winter goes, ah, Soldier. Winter Soldier. And uh, we have it right here. I'm not going to play the clip. I just want to show you this. This is the scene. So uh, what's his name? Alexander Pierce. He's talking with the Winter Soldier, who's like this former Soviet you know, assassin. Yeah, the other it, Obama chef. That's right. The cleaning lady leaves, and then she like forgets her phone, and yeah. she walks back in, and then Pierce is sitting there, sitting there, and he goes, oh, Renata, I wish you would have knocked, and then he just shoots her. Yeah. And so it's like, that's the first thing I thought of, like, why would the chef be paddle boarding at the Obama's house? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I understand you're a chef, but like, we, we have people who come and clean the office, they don't hang out in our backyard and go skating. And like, if you found them in our, you know, deer blind or whatever, it'd be weird. It's like a level yeah. of comfort you're not expecting. I will say there are some private chefs, especially with these like more remote, remote private states, you know, that'll come spend the week there and they, they have a place that they stay. And maybe he, he just had like the he afternoon probably lives off. there is my guess. Yeah. yeah, but it is weird. But we have seen the rapids of a pond. Yeah. yeah, I don't. There's another person uh, <laughs> allegedly with him. Is that confirmed or denied? I don't also, know. were the Obamas there at the time? That's know. kind of what I want to know. I wonder how big the pond is. Well, also, it's hot. There's a heat wave. Could have been drinking. Or like if you just fell off and hit your head. and like That does then, happen. You know what I mean? Like Someone called 911, apparently. They called it in. So someone knew he was under the water. Who mm-hmm. was it? So is this, I mean, maybe no. he was drowning and they're like, help, help. That's very you know? possible. Yeah. I feel like there'd be more that we would know. I, I just hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. I hope everyone's okay. It does but seem they're not, like we're not getting not all I the details, right? Yeah, it feels like something's being hidden, and well, I think it's always because it's an ex-president. Or and I, I think it's president. weird that we haven't gotten a, like, because we haven't gotten a, the Obamas were not there at the time, that makes me assume they were on the estate, which, like, might explain why their personal chef was there, but also, I don't know, I just I feel like there's something off. The post-millennial has this. They say, in the past, Campbell's his name. Uh, wrote the words still can't swim in a hashtag on Instagram. So then why was he paddleboarding? On eight feet of water. Huh. Is that is that that's what it risky. was? I mean, I mean ponds you know, are not very big. It's a foot and a half off. What is, what is a pond? Let's, they get, let's, they're muddy let's at the out. bottom, so if he hit the bottom, his feet might have got tangled that's up. That's true. It's like yeah. quicksand. Or like I'm saying, like, if he like lost balance and there's one rock there and he hits his head and then it's that he's unconscious and then he drowns. Like, that sounds awful, but 
the reality is occasionally these things happen and no they do no I, foul play dot, so dot, dot. what what defines what a pond is it says uh the technical distinction between a pond and a lake has not been universally standardized, blah, blah, blah. Some region of the U.S. define pond as a body of water with a surface area of less than 10 acres. You know what? I can just pull up satellite images of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Uh, like, if I was there with the dude and he fell off his paddleboard, I would immediately go in the water after the guy. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, we were both though. blazingly hammered or something like it. Yeah. Or like you go in and even you're still if I, unconscious when you get him out, you still have to call 911. I feel like in my drinking days, I would have gone in for sure. Like yeah. that wouldn't have prevented it at all. Yeah. Maybe that was may not have helped at I all. I would have been more heroic. I would have been like, I got this guy. Yeah. I'm a swimmer. With one arm. Yeah, yeah and then someone would have came in and got us both. <laughs> so I only but, have a general idea of where the Obama's uh, house is. It's Martha's Vineyard, but I yeah, don't know Yeah, but there, there is an area that's called a pond. I'm not going to, I don't want to pull it up because I don't sure. want to, everybody knows where his house is. You can right. Google it, but I'm, just, you know, but there is a pond. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. You know, I don't know how deep it is, but it looks like oh. decently large enough to go paddleboard on. And, you know, so I don't know. I suppose everybody, there's going to be a lot of people who would prefer it to be some kind of uh, deeper conspiracy, but the sad reality is probably not. some dude who couldn't swim probably just fell off his paddleboard. He probably had a couple. Ah, uh, yeah. Good You're saying he was found at a depth of eight feet and about a hundred feet from the edge of the shore of the Abraham Yeah, that's not good. So that seems He probably didn't good. get out very far and realize the paddleboard sucks. He was like, I'm going to go back. Slipped. Tafari Campbell. He was a sous chef at the White House during the Obama administration and stayed on with the family when they moved to a private life. So I guess the question, like, did he live with them? Probably, if he stayed with them for that long. Yeah. He's yeah. probably lived at the house. And I think that's not crazy, depending on, like, how no. big and how wealthy you are. Like, housekeepers sometimes live in, like, old people's houses. Yeah, mine does. Eight feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's crazy. Could you imagine, like, being... I have one of their bodies. Just two feet of water above you, and you're like, there is air, and you can't get to it. No, yeah, that's... especially, like, how tall is this guy, right? Like, if he's over six feet, that's just two feet, like... Yeah, for me, oh, I'd be really like, it's pretty out. far. But for him, that's a distance. This, you know what I don't understand? I don't understand not, not being able to swim. Yeah, well... I, I understand some people can't. I'm just saying... You grew up with a pool or access to one. That's how he got his name. Sometimes. I mean, it's you're Tim a, Pool. A that's right. yeah. You know that how to swim. Be, this guy, but uh, we didn't. Swimming. We didn't swim <laughs> ever. I mean, did you get, um, I, what I don't get is how to just go like never. this though to get up to the surface. Like I feel like dogs do that. You got to learn to cup your fingers. That's the biggest part. Yeah, you, you know. You so what I was told when I was little, sideways. when I was younger, because I asked like, how do people not know how to swim? It's because they panic. Yeah. And yeah. they just start hitting the water instead of actually just... Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, there was that um, actress, is it Naya Rivera? She was in Glee, and she drowned mm. one or two years ago at this point. And part of the story was like, it's not that drownings happen so often there, but she was getting her son out of the water, and they think just in, in that circumstance, it's not that she couldn't swim, but like the panic of trying to get her child out and whatever was happening... Oh, that's like right. Remember yeah. that story? Wasn't that in like the ocean or something? I think it was yeah. in California on a lake, yeah, but I maybe could it was be like, slightly okay. wrong. I know it was in Cali. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the weird things about drowning. People feel like hopefully some part of your brain kicks in and says, get to the surface. But if you're really panicked, you can become kind of irrational. Well, it's, it's not. So so my understanding is that I had a friend who drowned drowning, recently in a pool, though, and he you, grew up with a pool. I might have hit his head. It's an involuntary reaction. Mm-hmm. When you begin drowning, you it, like that's what happens is the water goes in your mouth. You try to breathe, and then people's hands go straight out, and they just panic. Like not, I shouldn't say panic. It's the wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's like an involuntary reaction, 
and people don't realize they're drowning because they're not freaking out and splashing yeah. like crazy. They're just sitting there at the water level. I think what breathe. it is is God created a water world and a land world, and we're invading it. Yeah, we kept the salt water inside of us. Yeah, like we should we shouldn't be in there messing around with their habitat. You don't see whales walking around. Like we take them and bring them here. Could yeah. you imagine yeah. if like dolphins built land ships? And yeah, we're just like driving. Around. Yeah, just like looking at you're, us. You're anti water. <laughs> Watching you through a hole in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about that a lot. We're like amoeba that have created this like sealant around our salt water. We just carry it around with yeah. us. It's freaking wild. Right, it is. Yeah. So I think we should just stay out of there. It's our fault. What have we done? Are we amphibious? Yeah. We've this we've oh. brought it upon ourselves. I think, so you, think go back. you don't think it's Obama. You think this this man who drowned knew too much about the water. He saw yeah. something there. He they saw see. him and they were like, what are you the doing? The mer man? people in the pond were like, get it, get it. They were like, look, it's we've made it clear. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what's living in there. The Naga. <laughs> you <laughs> don't know what he took from the White House. Like, you can take one thing and he took like a monster that lives in ponds. Yeah. Let's, let's, like, let's, no more. Like let's, an uh, lady. <laughs> let's jump onto the next really. Did I go too far in this man's death? No, I'm no. sorry. Let's jump onto the next very big story. We have this from TimCast.com. Twitter rebrands as X. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Elon Musk says, not sure what subtle clues gave it away, but I like the letter X and that's the new logo. I really like how he tweeted, hey, we're going to, you know, choose a logo if someone tweets it or something, but then just put up the logo he already had planned anyway. Love it. He, uh, and his newly well, you get paid for engagement now, so he needs to keep that coming. He's getting himself, this is his plan to make money. He's like, I'm going to get myself paid. He says, and soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds like this but X. So uh, here we go. This has always been the plan. He's been tweeting about this for a long time. It's official. I like that. We've already got... Uh, like a gang sign he's throwing up? Yeah. Twitter X. Yeah. That might actually yeah. be a gang sign, so you should be careful. because you know. It's true. Yeah. No, this one is. This is blood. But you don't what? really see him anymore because <laughs> the cartels took over LA. Oh. But what do we call tweeting now? And he said it was called an X. The more you no. know. Xing? <sighs> I feel it, like this is... Xing? Is it Xing? No. I think, it, I think it's, is it X... Exceeding? Exceeding? Zeeding? I mean... Zeeding. I like love big Zeeding. <laughs> so borrowing. I think this is like a Gretchen Wieners moment. We have to be like, stop trying to make Xing happen. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen, Elon Musk. It's maybe not the only social media site where there's actually a verb for the word when you send a message. I just say like I'm sending a message. I posted on Minds. I posted on YouTube. My post went live on yeah. Facebook. But on Twitter, it was I. My tweet went live. So maybe it's just going to be called posts. You're just posting on X. Yeah. Now. But that makes it less unique. Like I, I don't understand why you get rid of that branding. That branding. Uh, my my favorite Truth response. Thing. No, I don't Truth like that one either. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was sad when they didn't go with trumpet or trump trumpet and you'd be like trumpeting something. I thought that was pretty cool. But <laughs> uh, uh, Chris Segal, the radio host, tweeted out this picture of uh, I don't know when it's from, but like some guy on a crane in a basket like taking down the tw the bird logo off the side of a building being like bye but bird that's why he's making fun of it like with t titter yeah, to the yeah. w off because he doesn't oh, care about good. the brand he's but uh, i want to say this i fear elon musk's everything app i fear xai his ai program linda yaccarino says the everything app will be powered by ai and i feel that this may actually be somewhat apocalyptic Yes, And I so uh, I was mentioning earlier that I was in Tijuana, went to the border, and it's this big fence. There's Mexican National Guard on one side, and then there's U.S. Border Patrol on the other side. And there's just this huge hole that the average person can easily just walk right through. And the only reason you don't is because there's guards on the other side. But I, start, I talked with some guy. You know, he told me this crazy story, our, our Uber driver. He was like, I tried to climb the fence to break into America, and I fell 40 feet because the car, the human traffickers took the ladder away from me, and I'm just like, well, but I was talking nice to one conversation before you go under. It, it was really crazy. Yeah. I'm like, why is he telling me this? I was actually leaving. But um, 
I heard a story from some guy who said back in the day, a long time ago, yeah. there was no border. It was like if you were a Mexican citizen, you just cross and you'd work, and then Americans would cross and they'd work. Oh, yeah, and was, you'd walk back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Was no, there was nothing there. And now there's this heavy border that's heavily guarded. And I think the issue is with all of this, and, and this does relate to the Twitter rebranding as X, the uh, cultural collapse in its entirety globally. Everywhere in the world, because of the internet, community is ceasing to exist. We were talking at, a, at dinner about how there's no home ec anymore at, at, at schools. They used to teach women and, you know, to some degrees, I guess men learn this stuff, but mostly women would learn how to cook dinner and prepare the home and, and iron clothes and help. That was extremely important, in my opinion. Yeah, now, you had to take it once, at least at our school. Yeah, same. We yeah. talked about last week with Libby Emmons, too, on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. I mean, same conversation. it was such a staple that this was true at tons of colleges. They had schools of home economics. They would teach things like budgeting. They would teach things like how to cost compare. It was so big that we had a federal department of home economics that supported women during war times and seeing how they could support basically women helping to sustain the nuclear family and... We don't have that anymore. We have a thousand things for diversity, equity, inclusion, but we don't have things that are specifically targeted to help people help themselves in the context of staying at home. So to wrap it all together, yeah. back to the border. The reason I'm freaked out by this is I'm like, we needed this fence because no one cares about their community anymore. Because now it used to be that someone would say like, hey, you're not part of our community. We're we're concerned about what you're doing here. And they would not get access to public goods. Also, there was no income tax, so people didn't really care all that much. It just right. meant you weren't going to fight for us. You weren't going to be protected by us. Community starts breaking apart, so we have to build walls. We have to create laws. Why do we need a law that says you, you, you can't do a certain thing? You know, example, abortion. Ron Paul says it shouldn't be illegal. It should be unthinkable. How did it become thinkable to the point where we need decree by leadership to tell people what they can or can't do instead of our people of the United States just agreeing like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this thing? It's simple. Culture is fragmenting and breaking down, which brings it all back to Twitter. It used to be that uh, you lived next to your neighbors. You went to church. You talked to your neighbors. You all agreed on things. You learned from each other and you shared particular views based on where you live. Mm -hmm. Then the Internet came around. Big cities started fragmenting. And now there's a dude who lives in New York on top of another dude. And they've never even met, even though they've lived next literally next to each other for 10 years. People don't talk to their neighbors at all anymore. Exactly. I actually talk to mine and it's nice, but there's some on my block I haven't talked to because they're just completely antisocial. But it's because of the internet. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. So and I knew everybody on my block before the internet. Everybody. Nothing about this. AOC is not representative of the average Democrat or average American. She is fringe leftist. She's becoming more shill establishment. She gets elected because she goes online. And typically, if you were like a fringe leftist weirdo, You'd go outside and wave your weird leftist flag and everyone would be like, shun, shun. And you'd be like, OK, this is not working. Mm -hmm. Now those people go online and every person in every different part of the country forms a community of 10,000 and they share resources and they organize and they, they, they gain power in this way. I mean, same can be said for even this show. We gain power from everyone from all, different, all, over, all over the world, all over the country, coming together and watching and supporting us. This allows fringe ideas to become prominent. Now think about what it's going to be like with AI controlling what you see and hear. It's already in that we're already there. But now it's going to be no matter what your crackpot insane view is, the AI will pander to you and affirm your 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 fringe belief system. It's also like the inter beyond the Internet, because that's a really good point. The Internet is the beginning of the fracturing of the local community. It's the cell phone. You've brought this up a few times. And it really clicked with me a couple weeks ago. This thing. 
I used to be that you'd be on the internet when you sat down at your computer, you were there for an hour or whatever, then you got up and walked away and you were not online ever for the rest mm -hmm. of the day. Everybody around you is who you are with. Now these stupid things, when some, you're trying to talk to someone and they're on their fucking phone, uh, it's, it's the most like disheartening experience if you have a friend and like they're just not available because they're I call it machine. dinner with my family. Yeah, it's... It hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So. That's crazy. Well, it is. I mean, have you ever looked at your phone sometimes and you re you've had a busy day doing stuff that you've had to do and you look and you go nine hours mm -hmm. and you just realize that's what you've been doing for more than a work day is staring at a screen? That's all I do. So all what's going to happen yeah, is horrific. You're talking about how it could even the AI is going to start moving people. Like if you have a brain implant or a, or a phone or like some sort of sensor in your augment augmented glasses, and someone tells you something, and the machine's like, they're lying, they're lying, they're lying. You're gonna that's the AI making you think something about that person. Like they're going to have behavioral monitoring devices and stuff that people can tap into. To is this person a psychopath? Well, It'll be a psychopath alert. Behavioral uh, experimentation, right? We see this with the Twitter algorithm, or not just Twitter, but any of the social media algorithms. You know, you'll get people who say, "Oh yeah, we changed one small thing, and we saw this reaction, so then we changed this way." Like they are already collecting all data. I can only imagine what AI is going to decide it wants to do. I don't trust AI. I don't like it at all. No. I recognize that there are some reasons why we're curious about it, but I think ultimately, just like Tim, like the the idea that we'd have this super app like where's name one other place that has that china? china i mean that's the idea right is china has the one app that controls everything that's what everybody sees all day is the only one thing that monitors everyone i mean that's the idea is the government watches everybody on one specific app is that what this is how could it not be and just I'm by not the fact that it collects all that data like even though we're not giving it to the government necessarily the fact that everything you're doing but could they're be watching from it one, of course i mean exactly. that's, that's, we've known this since snowden and we all yeah. yeah people hated him even even <laughs> it's like all he did was tell us like what we needed to know and it's like did you even guys... even if elon disagrees with it even if elon shuts down these backdoor well, it doesn't programs, mean they're not going to look at it mm -hmm. they still can by because they control the grid i don't get it because elon i think of as like a brilliant genius like one of the most genius strategists on earth right now why he would centralize data it doesn't make any sense like you could decentralize the system work on a mesh network Maybe that's your goal overall, but why do you got to centralize everything first? It's such a, a vulnerability point. I'll tell you what I think. I don't know if this is absolute or true, but it's what's happening. You think about, I think we talked about this on one of the Culture War episodes. You think about single-celled organisms. What do they do? What are they doing? Milling about, eating particles or whatever, and molecules, and making more of themselves. I haven't the foggiest. I haven't the foggiest. It seems irrelevant to us, but yeah. eventually Paramus. a bunch of these little dudes got together and created this massive network of complicated, specialized cells to make us. Right. In our bodies, when a group of cells goes rogue, what do we call it? Cancer? Yes. And we destroy it. Yes. Because it's deviating from what we want. These free radicals. I love how they're called free radicals that can like result in cancer. Because I'm like, that sounds like the free radicals we have in society that are running free, around doing crazy. Well, the fine young radicals band are banned. Yeah. Well, see there. So you go. here's what I think is happening. Not a good band. Why would Elon want this? <laughs> Sorry. Everybody, you will live in. You will own nothing. You will live in your pod. You will eat the bugs, and you will be happy. You, this is the the communist 
techno-communist future, the next stage in the evolution of life is multicellular organisms all becoming hyper-specialized, never deviating in any way. You are born to do a job. You are engineered to do a job, probably genetically. The AI controls what you think, so you never deviate. You never want to deviate. You're scared to deviate. And if you do, then you get removed. Yeah. And then what happens is the AI will effectively be the brain telling all of the individual multicellular humans what the massive multicellular multi-organism is supposed to be doing. The AI will effectively be the conscious entity of all humanity and we will be nothing but a skin cell to be flicked off and destroyed. can't believe I shaved my dick for this. Um, with this, though, like if you look at it, I see what you're saying, but okay, let's say you have Elon Musk, right? You have electric cars, AI, all these different things that he's, that he's doing. Which one of the, these things going towards this does he not benefit from? So even though you look at him like a good guy, a genius, these things that he, that he does... Don't you think that there could be a chance that this maybe isn't the greatest guy in the world and it could be benefiting him completely? Yeah, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's what I mean. He can, He's always worried me in that sense. Like, I hate electric cars. I'll just say it. But that's just because maybe being from Detroit, I just like the feel of an actual car. And that's just a preference of mine. But I don't get in a Tesla and be like, this is cool. I just It's something I don't enjoy personally. I like it, but understand whether it's Tesla or any other electric car. Oh, I'm not saying it's just his brand. It's but, just how I right. feel about it. Whatever car it is, there will come a day very soon. Yeah, where I'm not where allowed to drive. a person will get in the car and the doors will lock. Right. And it says a warrant has been issued for Mr. Landau right. driving to the police station. And it you'll senses go, what? your fingerprints on the steering yeah. wheel or something. No, it's a camera right there. Look at your face. Facial recognition. It says, hello, Dave. A warrant has been issued by Precinct 99. And you'll be like, okay, I'll be like delivering you to jail. That's why I want like a older gas guzzler that has none of those yeah. features and i love very, those cars there are very few of them at this point yeah I mean, they're trying to get them away yeah. and but i think a lot of people feel that way because lots are filled with electric cars right now people aren't buying them and i think that's out of that fear i think mm. dissent is part of the united states ethos like if there's corrupt government you dissent create a better government by the people like the people govern themselves <laughs> but the rest of the world's not really built like that they they're much about fall in line a lot of them are like oh i think you're like, right about that for sure and it's bleeding into our culture i can feel it with this whole like everyone organized on the centered system it's better that like the world economic forum they want everything like monitored and I don't now like it. think about this here's the real danger in my mind of this hyper centralized ai dictating everything yeah Using the human body as, as the metaphor, the, the next stage, all humans specialized, being controlled, no free radicals to be eliminated, etc. The AI is in control. There are people whose conscious minds are in control of their bodies, gorging themselves to death and doing drugs and destroying their bodies. Yeah. And still, when they get cancer, we destroy it. So that, that what freaks me out in that idea is not, not, not that it's one for one, but let's say. We do move in this direction where AI controls everything. We don't even realize it. The AI could be gorging itself on drugs and sugars, and we would just be milling about being like everything so perfect until in the entirety of humanity collapses. We, we cannot trust a centralized AI to make sure to or, or to follow or any of this. And it's where everything's been going in the past couple of decades. Well, and really, even in the pl- uh, past couple I don't know, I shouldn't even say months, but really it's already had so many problems with AI that it's really like upsetting people to the point that you have Ice Cube, you have other people speaking out about the fears of it. Oh, sorry, am I not lower it? You're good. Sorry. Um, 
But you have you have people speaking out against it. You already have so many problems with it. Just in, I, I guess it's not in its infancy, but I think compared to the you know technology, it really is. There's already been so many issues with this. Don't yeah. you think that there's other places to go that are going to be far more dangerous than just the tiny stuff that we've seen? Yeah, the, I, I, as you were talking about how it's we're having problems with AI, I got this article from Fortune.com. ChatGPT went from correctly answering a simple math problem 98% of the time to just 2% of the time. So the way an AI can fl- flip and be have everything looks good and then one little piece of data can switch and the entire system can start outputting something that's just slightly wrong, but that's just wrong enough to destroy the entire thing. It takes have, so much effort to make it right, and it's so easy to fail. Have you guys seen where video games are already at with this stuff? Dude, it's crazy. Oh. It used to be Super Mario Brothers. Mario goes in the castle, and text appears. Thank you for saving me, but the prince is in another castle. That was the extent of NPC communication with you. It advanced to games now where you can choose to say something, and then a voice actor's scripted line will speak. That's a great idea. Let's get the mission underway. And you're like, cool. Now... With text-to-voice and predictive language models, video games have already started. You're wearing a headset, you walk up to the NPC, and you say something like, Hey, idiot, ugly, I want to buy some soda. And, the, and the, a, the NPC goes, Who are you calling an idiot? If you want to buy something, be polite. A generated predictive response. We are, we are years away from people saying, I no longer want to live in reality. I'm going to go into this universe where I can tune out and you're going to be sitting in your living room talking to fake people. And we're, we're already there with the robot girlfriends. Man, y'all's well, getting crazy out there. Well, and how many people want to live in the current reality? Is it intentional? I mean, it's not really that great right now. I mean, the last couple of years, everything has fallen completely. And I'm sure a lot of people would prefer to live in a... I mean, I'm just saying it's... And, and the headlines that go behind that, right? Like, yeah. if you're a millennial, they're saying, it's going to be impossible to buy a house. It's going to be possible to start a family. It's gonna be, like, there's all of these negative things. At a certain point it would be easy to be like, I'm just giving up. Like this oh. place that gives me comfort and gives me the life I want is easier, right? I can understand the attraction of that. I just think ultimately that's really devoid of actual emotional connection and support. I think part of the issue is that we train people to uh, seek out momentary pleasure and comfort rather than work through issues that they're having. Uh, and well, yeah. it, it's easier and to, you take to out, give up. Yeah, the idea of community and you take out the idea of a lot of things like that when you do want that instant gratification which we've completely taught our society to have is endless dopamine hits and instant likes and no attention span but then you add like the other day i saw a video is for basically gen z's and millennials where it's just if you want to buy a five hundred thousand dollar house all you need is a twenty five thousand dollar down payment and then you need three thousand dollars a month at a 6.5 percent interest rate i'm like wow that sounds like hell like pure hell to try to pitch that to somebody it doesn't look good. I mean, you're basically telling people that a reality of the old of a way that life once worked is no longer available. But I, it's a complete turnoff. I like, don't. No, like, well, I'm just saying that's not like a realistic. It's not a realistic interest rate. It's not a realistic down pay. It's none of that's even. It's all pretend. I don't just uh, in that. I don't agree that it's bad. Uh, I, I, the the amount. So, so the issue is relativity. And the issue with VR is that it will always offer you the greener grass. No of matter what it is. Yeah. You're not going to go back 200 years and say that we have it worse. You know, after, actually, there's there's no lights anywhere. It's dark out. You could just die. You stub, oh, yeah. your, you stub your toe, you get an infection, you're dead. Horrible things were going on. And even as bad as it is now relative to how things may have been in economic booms or whatever. Sure. It's still pretty great. 
Of course. But there will always be struggle. There will always be problems. And people will always choose a free dopamine hit over the harsh reality they live in. Yes. So when the VR starts coming out and it's already here with predictive language NPCs, within a year or two, the language will be perfectly fluid. Right now, it's it's rather, hey, why are you calling me ugly? That was mean. It Give it a year or two. It's going to be perfect. I mean, we went in, in one year with AI images. I tweet out this horrible image of Pelosi. One year later, you have photorealistic images being made by mid-journey and getting better every day. Dude, I would picture like you play the video game with the guy, Elder Scrolls 7 or whatever, and he's talking to you and you're like, then you're dreaming and you're thinking about that one NPC. You're like, that guy's really cool, man. And then there's an app where you can actually call that NPC on the phone when you're not playing the yep. game and bond with them and talk to them. And then the next time you're in the game, they could make it so the generative conversation was involved or not involved. Oh, dude. No, nightmares, I don't like that dude, at all. But the only oh. social skills you have now though is that and and imagine the people who are going to retreat to significant others there's going to be we're, we're a year out from this at, at at most people sitting in their living room wearing a headset playing a video game and talking to a computer program and saying i love you so much and the computer pro program just goes i love you too i really wish i could be there with you and then how long until we download those ais into machines and it's here's here's the thing it's I mean, how not, long is it until it's just porn and nobody leaves their house ever? That's exactly, but but more than for porn. real, like not even kidding. But emotional and physical porn at the same time. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're the like, hero, and, yeah. and you get to have sex with the woman. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, realistic. I mean, and then it goes farther than that because obviously we've taken something that, and I guess too, what I mean by nostalgia isn't even two hundred years. If you look to when we were young and the amount of the amount of nostalgia that just we have in our generations is insane because of how fast technology moved. Yeah. You know, so what we see is crazy. Like the amount of technology we have seen is it, it's not like the, it's ever been this way for a group in history. We we remember pre-internet and the way that things were and the way that things are now. So the way that this all affects us, the technology is different. I think it's going to be different than the people that are born today because they're growing up with this, with all of this technology. It's not going to be <clears throat> anything new or that crazy to them. But what, going from playing, like you said, getting a Nintendo when I was a kid to seeing all of this, it makes very little sense to me. Let's, uh, let's talk, jump to this next story and talk about how we might get there. We got this one from NDTV. I see this story popping up, popping up all over the place. Man tests positive for MERS coronavirus in Abu Dhabi, says World Health, World Health Organization. A 28-year-old man is tested positive for a potentially fatal Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome coronavirus. Now, here, here's the thing. MERS has been around for a while, right? They say, what is it? Um, it's been recorded in 27 countries since 2012. Over the time, 2,605 cases and 936 associated deaths have been reported. Here's, here's what I want to say about this. A lot of people are suggesting this could be the catalyst for another lockdown as elections are looming. I don't think so. MERS has been around before. It doesn't spread like COVID did. COVID was novel, but they're calling it MERS-COV. That's the freaky thing. That's what I'm seeing a bunch of these stories do because now they're associating MERS with COVID. Yeah. That could be a political catalyst for giving the government power to do whatever they want. I think I, I saw there was a 25% death. It kills like 30% of the people. It infects 36%. 36%. So that's nothing like COVID. That's something where like you get it, you either survive it or you die. Uh, and it's not really that. I don't know if how transmissible it is. One in three. <clears throat> Sorry, Dave, were you about to say something? No, no. It just sounds like they added three letters to MERS. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because now they're associating the pandemic, the lockdown, the sickness with something that they can say has a 36% mortality rate, despite the fact it does not spread nearly as, as horrifically. But 
could be enough for politicians to say, hey, MERS, MERS COVID is here. We need lockdowns. We need mail-in voting. The mortality rate is 36%. Oh, boy, here we go again. Yeah, I, I do feel like they feel like COVID has uh, worn out. You know, they've been saying for a while they had all the, the variants. And at a certain point, they were like, seems like people aren't going to stay at home no matter what. And now we have the malaria outbreaks, which malaria can be really serious. But it is interesting that there's it almost at times, if I'm if I'm cynical, feels like they're just trying to test out what will scare you enough to go home. Oh, I think they are, though. I mean, and with this, it's I I don't think you can have another COVID lockdown because everybody's just going to go. Yeah, no. I'm not going to do that at all. I I, I, I I don't know if I agree with that. Do you think they will? Some people maybe, but I, I don't. I, I don't think the majority will. would. They're still calling for it. You still have prominent liberal person like as Peter Hotez saying, "Yeah, yeah he, didn't he just didn't, didn't <laughs> yes, he just put he out? Did. We yeah. put it out just recently. <laughs> well, like, I, we got locked down again." I'll quote him. Yeah, he said something like that. Yeah, he were he's the worst. Professor though. Peter Hotez, <laughs> MD, PhD. Fair, he's terrible. Yeah, he's. Didn't he write a book called Vaccines and Give My Daughters Autism I Did from Junk Food by Is that Peter what he, said? he was like gleefully telling Joe Rogan that he feeds his autistic daughter junk food. Yeah. Like, that's... like in blame. It's insane. That Man. Yeah, that guy is a he's just worthless. But was, wasn't he just saying recently something about like, you know, I'm looking at his Twitter. I can't find yeah, it. But it's not for, oh, it was the post Barbie. Yeah, in this yeah. post Barbie world, let's not forget. I'm I'm nervous about COVID. No, oh, yeah, like, because everyone's going to the movies. So he was like, "Oh, but no one's masking anymore. No one's doing tests anymore." I think that was the tweet, right? Yeah, it was that something like that. The movies are so popular. We have to worry about another rise in COVID, basically. I, Which I, is also like a typical like, "Don't go have fun. I'm holier than you for have noticing notice this. I'm protecting you all with my my great ideas." You have just, anonymous sex apps, and we're worried about people going to the movies. Yeah. It's absurd. <laughs> Go to the movies, bring a wipe if you want with you. But haven't we already proven that putting on a mask with dirty fingers isn't going to help you all that much? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Especially like. Are we allowed to say that? hundred percent. Yeah. If you're rebreathing like fecal matter in your mask. Or it's like, about so as where do you carry your mask? You put it in your bag or co pocket like that thing's gross. Well, here, here's, here's, a, here's a tweet. Let me pull dirty underwear. It's the same. Sorry. No, no, no. I just want to pull the tweet up. Uh, Peter Hodes said, not to be a Debbie Downer, but anyone worried about a post-Barbie box office COVID bump or post-Oppie? We'll, we'll probably never know since no one seems to be keeping track of such things anymore. Keep up with your boosters and find a pink N95 or KN95 if you can. And he's just talking about the box office for these two movies. Now, I don't know if that really matters, but I, I, I do want to stress, this is, this is my point. These people are still calling for these right. things to happen again. Yo, there were a lot of places where people did not follow the protocols. Yeah, but, I didn't. But there were a lot of places that did to an extreme degree. Absolutely. And there was enforcement of these things to ridiculous degrees. So I don't think it's an issue of whether people want or don't want something because they let it happen in the first place. And local cops and sheriff's department went and arrested cafe owners and salon owners. The cops will do as they're told. A lot of those things are hard once they get started. They're easier to stop from happening. Once it gets rolling, then you're like, especially as a cop, you're like, well... God, they already put it into place. Now I've got to kind of do my job and enforce the dumb rule that got put into place. But if you don't let them put the rule into place in the first place. But this also I, had, though, a lot of cops, though, that knew business owners that were like, you know what? You don't have to build your restaurant outside. It's fine. You have a speakeasy now. I mean, there were a lot of places in this country who didn't deal with it. You know, I mean, you can't I guess legally you can't say that or have a statistic on it. Speakeasy existed in, in Prohibition. Of right? course. And there were cops who would look the other way and things like that. But. I'm not saying it was the majority, unfortunately. You are right. I think what happens is the fragmentation of community and the family, and partly due to the internet, 
What do they do in New Jersey with Attila's uh, gym? They brought co- the, the local cops didn't do what the city wanted. So they got cops from a different suburban town to come in and enforce the law. Here's the crazy thing about all that. Why would any community accept external police coming into their community to enforce rules their community does not agree with is the crazy thing, but is the proof to what I'm talking about. Yep. Irrational fear. They had to bring in state troopers into New York because a lot of NYPD guys didn't want to enforce these rules, like shut down bars and stuff. So they bring in a different uh, agency. Now, I can understand the hierarchy of law enforcement. State police have different jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. They have more jurisdiction. But the idea that there are two cities, let's call it city, city, city town and town city, cityville and the village of cities town, whatever. And uh, one city's like, we want to force everyone in their homes, but they're refusing and the cops won't enforce it. Let's bring in cops from a different town. Why would anyone in the community be like, we certainly respect this, uh, this police department with no jurisdiction in our town? But they did. That's the point. Yes, they did. I, I guess my point is, how do we continue making a living in this country? How do we not keep everybody from going completely impoverished? How do we keep any brick and mortar business going, any restaurant running, anything really working that's not just a giant corporation where you work in a warehouse, wearing a mask all day, sweating? To, I mean, really, what what's the end game? I mean, it does go at a lot of this X stuff we were talking about and going into that sort of bleak future. But why why wouldn't we fight against that? I think that question is a good question for Peter Hotez and people like Peter Hotez that made tons of money and became super well known during the pandemic because of the pandemic. Like that guy has everything to gain from seeing another pandemic the way he made out during COVID. Without it, he becomes irrelevant. Yeah. Yep. Think about how many people are sitting there thinking all these doctors, they're like, oh man, I'd love, I mean, Fauci's not on TV anymore, right? Well, no. The once people found him to be a slight bit shady, they had to finally, you know, kind of push him to the side. They put MSNBC didn't push him to the side for being shady. Well, no, they, they don't got, care. They 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 held big umbrellas with his face on it and twirled around on what was yeah. it Jimmy Kimmel or something or Colbert or whatever. Oh yeah, the dancing needles. He did like, He didn't get yeah. booted from TV because he was shady because COVID's not relevant anymore, so they don't need him. People like that they salivate at the idea of locking down again because it keeps them in the news and it gives them power. Creepy. Of course, they love power. Yeah. That's what a large part of it is, is power. And that's the problem is if if you're supposed to be somebody who's out there protecting the public and all you do is hurt people, why would anybody believe you anymore? I don't understand the logic. Now, I do agree. People are dumb. I mean, not even dumb. They're, They're scared and they are definitely going to believe things and they're going to be gullible and they're going to do anything to protect their families. But how much more evidence do you need that that didn't work? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, with, I have a theory with Fauci. I think that he really believed he was helping people and he was being used by the pharmaceutical industry to sell ph- pharma drugs for profit. And they're like, let's just find a guy that's obsessed with public health. Because I try to picture Fauci being in a back room being like, we're going to make so much money on this. But I just don't see it. And that's why people liked him the amount of people that did, because he truly believed what he was saying. Like, they're going to help you. You're going to get the thing. It's going to be great. You're going to be fine. Wear two masks. And everyone's like, he believes it. So I believe him. Isn't he the highest paid government employee, though? He was. He was. He makes 
he was making tons of money. He has the biggest pension, or maybe not anymore. But to me, it's hard to believe that this guy isn't aware of money, especially when he signed up to do a documentary with Disney. I mean, like, yeah, when he's like, hey, I made AIDS worse and I throw like a girl. There is a, a desire to have attention and be famous there. I think mon- the desire to be compensated and paid is part of that. Yeah. It, it's almost irrelevant to muse about what his intentions were. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll never know. But he did make a lot of money, I would imagine, during Unless the pandemic. Unless he comes on the show. And he became very... That would be awesome. Well, and they were pumping out that documentary while they're like, you know, the human trafficking one? Just keep that one shelved. Yeah, but let's make sure one. everybody finds out about how great Fauci is. It just recently? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. What's it called? Uh, the Sound of Freedom. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the Fauci doc. Oh, no, there was the one on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They shelved Sound of Freedom. And now it's a sleeper hit. Yep. Makes 125 million so far. Yeah, yeah. Number, 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 number I don't know three. Why you answered your question. Movie? Like I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and now, what the, the smear from the left is, uh, these outlets, is that no one's actually seeing the movie. That in reality, they're just paying for tickets, but no one actually is seeing it. Well, you yeah, can pay it forward. Such a lie. You're so desperate. That's that's like a terrible argument. You can literally buy tickets from scanning at the end of the movie, and people are buying them. So let's say they're not, then people are still buying those tickets. I bought a thousand dollars worth of them just to give them away. Yeah, with the pay it forward thing. Which yeah. I thought that was a cool. I initiative. bought a ton of tickets. Why? Let's, let's, it wouldn't matter one way or the other. It's still profiting for the movie. Let's talk about this. We got the story from the Guardian. Let's pull this up. Sound of Freedom passed the one hundred million dollar mark. Who's really watching the movie? They say the QAnon-adjacent film, co-opted by the right wing, has a pay-it-forward scheme resulting in sold-out shows but empty theaters. That is a lie. Their it's a evidence, flat-out lie. Their evidence is that they went to a local theater. Check out the weasel language they use here. According to Fandango, all but 28 seats had been sold for the 3 p.m. screening of Sound of Freedom. As the lights dimmed, however, The Guardian counted 45 vacant seats dotted around the half-empty theater. Full stop. The lights dimmed twice. When a movie ends, the lights go full brightness. Then the lights will dim slightly for pre, like the, the, the movie go, whatever it's called, pre-screener, where yeah. it's like, you know, lasers and you hold up your phone and stuff. Then it dims, th- then the lights shut off. My question is, are they lying by manipulating, so uh, being factual but not truthful, in that when the lights dimmed, half the theater was empty. Are you saying that people showed up early for the movie and then when the lights dimmed for the previews, the theater was half empty? Or are you saying... When the lights actually dimmed for the start of the film, the theater was empty. Check this out. He says, minutes before the 6.30 screening, Fandango showed that only two seats were available. Again, there were more than two vacant spots as the film began. Three? Wow. What does more than two mean? Well, that's empty. More than two definitely means it's not a sellout. No one is there. (laughs) It sounds like what actually happened was the theater was half full before the previews even started. Right. Mm -hmm. The lights dim. And they're like, theater's half empty. Yeah. Then before the movie actually starts, there's like six seats that are available. And they're like, more than two? More. Some people didn't show up? Yeah, some people missed their movie. Well, take a look at this. Currently, Sound of Freedom's at 124 million. One was Obama's chef. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, number three, only behind Barbie and Oppenheimer. Of course, those are the big movies that just came out. Sound of Freedom is beating Mission Impossible. Yeah. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Take that. Beating Mission Impossible. You know, The Flash is considered the biggest one of the, if, uh, it, it may be the biggest box office bomb in history. Wow. Did it just come it's, out? It's odd yeah. when you take somebody who kidnaps women and tortures them and then you're like, you can still be The Flash. Oh, Ezra. yeah. What's that guy's? Oh, Ezra, I was, Ezra, Ezra. Look, yeah. They made back like 260 of their 400 million. 
So they were like, we can't cancel this film. I'll, look, I'll take 50 cents on the dollar, but I'm not, taking, I'm not taking zero. Yeah. I really like Michael Shannon, too. I feel bad that he's got to take a hit on that one. Yeah. Who, who is he in the movie? Uh, I guess he's the bad guy. I don't know who oh. he plays, but... I wonder how many of the people involved with The Flash are making money off of it. Like, when $240 million comes in of your 400 does the production house eat it? And they're like, sorry, BlackRock, ESG, we'll, we'll pay it forward. Yeah. We'll donate to some kids in Rwanda or something. I also feel that with superhero movies it's like it's fine we'll just make it all back with every other superhero movie we make this year yeah don't worry about I it i assume it's not like per movie there's an ultimate you know bottom yeah. line and even that it's like yeah we lost a couple hundred million but we still made back a few hundred million so it's not like the end of the world for these studios okay no i i mean i think i th- think it's about netflix right now netflix had a bunch of um like house related flipping shows that are all netflix originals like that they're like you're looking at these these things and you're like how much is the budget per episode here but it's because ultimately netflix is trying to decide which style of show people are going to watch which they'll renew they're able to throw up a ton of losses if they can ultimately decide it's worth it as a business investment because they are making money off of other things yeah did you, did you know there was a movie called ruby gilman teenage kraken that came out I no i'm just like looking at the box i was oh, like, I oh did. wait this is the one where there's like yes, a mermaid who's yeah mean? it was like I a month did. and a half ago i guess right <laughs> that yeah. one must be doing very bad terrifier the, the blackening oh, the boogeyman the blackening i wanted to see what is it it's like a horror movie but it's uh it's by the people that did um get out oh no not get out but yeah i see i see what you did I don't know. I, I know don't know anything about movies. No, no, they did. Um, they did a parody too of another. Uh, it is like parodies of black movies. Oh. Um, but this one is yeah. They all go to a camp or go to a house in the woods. So it is like all black people in a house in the woods horror movie. The huh. the tagline is "We can't all die first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I well, do want to see that one actually. The big the big news is meet we're, the blacks. We're uh, the people. It's, uh, we're nearly United. twenty. We're twenty days on. Nearly about three weeks on. Sound of Freedom uh, in, on Saturday hit $7.5 million, beating, uh, I'm sorry, on Friday they beat Mission Impossible by 200K, about 140K. They lost Sunday by about 400K, but then uh, uh, almost uh, $700,000 Sound of Freedom beats Mission Impossible on Sunday. The crazy thing is, Sound of Freedom has consistently been hitting millions every day. Saturday, July 15th, $10 million. Friday, $7 million. This is amazing. So here's what I want to say about The Guardian. They're trying to make it seem like suspicious sales. The theaters are empty, but they're claiming they saw it. And I'm like, there were two seats with people <laughs> that weren't even in them. If you think you're going to go to Hollywood Studios and say, don't support these movies. People are willing to pay to see it and not actually even go to the theater. The studio is going to be like, wait, wait hold, hold on. People are giving money in exchange for nothing. They're just like literally giving their money away. Can we make more of these? It's even, why, why would a studio say no to that? Yeah, or a movie house because well, it's less upkeep on the house to have to clean after. Exactly. The, the yeah. People have to be like, well, there are morality tales, and the guy at the studio is like, oh, I work for the devil. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way to do this? There's where, a slight con for me. <laughs> where here. we're evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't make these at all. It's kind of even our contract. I just, ah. I, I love how their smear is. This movie was so important that. People are paying for tickets, but not actually going as if that's yeah. going to like discredit it in any way. Yeah. It's the most ca- it's a capitalist dream. You mean I can bake the cake and keep it 
and you're going to pay me money anyway? Just, yeah. That's amazing. And, and, and you know this semi-feminist uh, Barbie movie is not able to say the same thing. Like, our movie's so culturally important. Please buy tickets for other people. People you may not even know. <laughs> like, where is the Barbie go buy tickets for other people campaign? It doesn't exist because that movie obviously doesn't tell a story that people want to hear or feel uh, a moral imperative to share with other people. That's what's one of the things that's so unique about Sound of Freedom. You just can't replicate that everywhere. Well, no, and it's a it's very important for people to see. I mean, I have a son. Right after I saw it, he was yelling. He was wearing bright yellow for the next three days because it's haunting. I mean, it really is a terrible story, and it's it's very real. I I think it's odd that it's taken this long for people to kind of open their eyes in this way to human trafficking because it's everywhere and it's been everywhere in plain sight for a very very long time. But at least it's finally out there and people are getting to be a little bit more aware of it. But it. it it's important, and it's important that these tickets are available for people because a lot of it is just for people who can't afford to go to the movies. That's why people are buying them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can just go and see it. Yeah, it matters. And that's not Barbie. It's like you've made 800 Barbies now for everybody where you have like handicapped wheelchair Barbie, you have spina bifida Barbie, you have all these things, but then you make the movie and it's just hot ass Barbie. He's not joking, ladies but, and gentlemen. No, I'm yeah, serious. Why didn't Lizzo play Barbie? I, I was shocked she didn't. But date but like, no. like for real though. No, I, I they were like they would. That's why everyone tried claiming Margot Robbie was unattractive. Mm-hmm. Which, because the reality it's was a lie. That's a oh, lie. Oh, I, I know she's she's face. conventional Hollywood attractive. Yeah, like sorry. what? She's like the conventional Hollywood beautiful actress. Yes, but they have to say that because then people are going to come. Oh, why wouldn't Barbie? It's a feminist film. Why didn't they cast Lizzo mm-hmm. or a trans woman? Yeah, that's true. That's why I don't even look at the cover of Sports Illustrated because I don't know anymore. Yeah. Well, the reality is their ideology is it's 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 nonsense. It you is. Know, here, here's the funny thing. Remember the movie Bros? You know that one? Yeah, I know that. Oh, one. Billy the, Billy the, Eichner's the gay comedy one. Yeah. Okay. No, it bombed miserably. Nobody it was like one of the worst. Yeah. Bombs. Com- yeah. And he's he's at this show and he's walking through the aisle being like, everybody, please go see this movie. You have to. Nobody wanted to pay a dime for it, especially gay men. It, but I mean, look, maybe they did want to see it. I don't know. I'm just saying. At least the ones if, I knew were like, no. But if you're talking to 3% or like point one, 1% of the population, your market cap is going to be 1% of typical box office market cap. If you make a movie that's like called All Men Are Dumb, don't expect men to go see it. If you make a yeah. movie about a gay relationship, don't expect straight people to go see it. Well, they didn't. Here's the thing. Sound of Freedom is the inverse of that. People on the right post-liberals, people who care about this issue, they want the movie so badly, they're willing to pay extra for other people to go see it. Yeah, it's like information. Like, you're actually going to see, to learn some information. It is a doc, it's a drama about a real-life story, but you're still learning, like, about real-life things. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like a documentary. And sadly, you're getting clips of the real-life events. Yeah, literally. Yeah, and that's that's horrifying, but when you see it, you realize how you know how fast it can happen yep and how you know little people can do about it because you have grown men with guns who pull up to kids playing soccer or whatever on the street and what are they going to do they're just trying to save whatever kids just sitting there and then you have and then what are the most egregious places where human trafficking happens they go right to los angeles it's one of the top three i i also want to point this out too in the Guardian story, it says, in a theater located in New York City's Times Square on Thursday afternoon, there seemed to be evidence of this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean to tell me that a Thursday afternoon they sold half the theater out? I don't a, buy it. Th- th- no, no, a Thursday that's, at that's 3 p.m.? That's impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we always go to, who goes to a 3 p.m. Thursday showing? 
The, if you even look at the Sound of Freedom box office, it's big days are weekends. Duh. This is why movies get released with Thursday previews over weekends. So you're saying two weeks out, almost three weeks out on a Thursday, they were able to put, fill up half the theater? Yeah. Come on. Well, it looks like they filled up almost the entire theater by the time the right. movie started. No, no, yep. but two seats. We, what are you talking All about? All but two, at least <laughs> two <laughs> seats. No, no, it's not full. More than two, that means three. Do you think there were tourists on a Tuesday afternoon in Times Square? I mean, That's my guess. Yeah. Maybe, but what I find fascinating is the the fact that they're not acknowledging that you could go to any movie and be like one of two people in the theater and they still consider that movie a success, right? This this idea that they're not filling they're not selling out every single show every single time but they're still making tons of money is irrelevant to them they they're manipulating all of their data to try to make this look bad it's the same thing with this like qanon slur right like they have just decided this might be the way to scare people away from going right to say like actually that many people aren't seeing it you're you're confused because actually not every seat is sold and we checked this one time like it's it's ridiculous. Well, it's interesting because it's the only place in Times Square that you're not spending money on human trafficking at that hour. That's a Man. Good, that's a good no, place. it's true. I'm just saying it's a creepy place. I lived in Watch New York your for a while. You do, yeah. There's really. A, and then, well, mm. Of course, if you eat, don't finish your red lobster, you can just set it on a homeless guy's tent because that seems like a good idea. Yeah. Until yeah, he garden. wakes up and he's like, why are there rats everywhere? <laughs> There's a meme. Rolling Stone said something like the QAnon film insulting Sound of Freedom, and then next to it, it's juxtaposed with the in defense of cuties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. very yeah. weird that you would that you would try and dog that Sound of Freedom movie. It was pretty. How good. can you give a good review to something like Cuties or something that obviously exploits children, and then you're like, "Well, I didn't care for the acting in this one." You're <laughs> like, "You mean the real footage?" Yeah, the real footage of it happening. It's almost like they're okay with children being harmed. Something, yeah. something about that. I can see this if the argument they're making if. Like, for instance, of the 130 million, 30 million dollars was like George Soros or some wealthy investor that bought a bunch of paid for a bunch of tickets and no one saw him. And you're like, yes, 30 percent of the numbers were inflated. That would be a story. But if it's like people, uh, two or three people didn't show up to a, a Tuesday afternoon movie uh, like, wait, the jury's out. Wait till we have some real data before you try and start slandering this thing, because people obviously like it. Well, let's, like, let's, let's like, 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 you said, though, though, it's like, sorry, I didn't mean to, but it's like you said, the sense of community. All of a sudden, there is a slight sense of community, right. and people are freaking the hell out and writing articles about it. Let's talk about Snow White. We had this from TMZ. They say, Rachel Zegler's Snow White old woke interview resurfaces ignites right-wing rage. It's really weird to me that honest and average is considered right wing because you go and talk to the average person and you will find they hold these opinions so anyway you may have uh, seen the news that they had the same as snow white and the seven dwarfs i'm pretty sure that's not what it's called anymore because now it's like what is it the seven companions or something yeah and one's a dwarf just the one guy just the one so you've got you know like a white guy you've got a couple of black people you got a fat guy another white guy a guy who is presumably black maybe ethnically ambiguous one uh, little person and then another guy. So uh, the story apparently is the new Snow White movie will not be about her being rescued by Prince Charming or anything like that. It's going to be her trying to <laughs> actualize her girl boss dreams or something. Yeah. Boo. We should watch the interview. It's just really. That's the worst. It's terrifying. <laughs> Two minutes. Here we you go. You said you were bringing a modern edge to it on stage. What do you mean by that? 
I just mean that it's no longer 1937, and we absolutely uh-huh. wrote a Snow White that she's is not going to be yeah. saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the Ooh. prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be, <clears throat> and the leader that her late father told her that she could what? be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. So patriarchy. And so it's just a really incredible story for I think young people everywhere to see. It's not Snow White. Time. Snow White is running for president. So you're a Hispanic I'm cleaning lady. I'm launching my campaign. <laughs> I am fearless, fair, brave, and true. Like, so like making a, a, a package. Movie. Was it? Yes. Snow White was like cleaning. Yeah, she was a cleaning. She was a cleaning the, lady for the house. Yeah. So, but but that's what she's saying. They're not going to do. Oh, I thought she was still had that same role, but then she wants to be a a, a boss. No, you know, no, no. To, this movie is not Snow White. Lady. It's like there's no dwarfs. Dwarfs? I don't know. There's Here, one here's, dwarf, here's, but here's he's the, worthless. She never touches him. But here's what bothers yeah. me about it. Yo, the 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 seven dwarves were not little people. They were fictional. Yeah, mystical were, creatures who mined gemstones yeah, in a mountain. Diamonds. They but needed it, more diversity in the right, mining crew, though. World of Warcraft, you're done. You gotta get rid of the whole dwarf race. This idea is a stereotype that little people are mining. I don't know where it comes from, but it's gone. They look like gnomes, too. Like the gnome, the yeah, World they, of Warcraft gnomes. Yeah, they weren't like, like yeah. They and weren't this, like They're, they're dwarfs. fictional mystical characters. I mean, this Happy, is ridiculous sneezy, on its dopey. face. Like they were like, they represented emotions. The seven they different lived types in of a house in the woods and men gem, mine so, gemstones. Like, now, 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 hold on there a minute. Do you think they're going <laughs> to give these names to these people? Dopey. Who's going to be dopey? Who's, who's the sleepy? The one that's on heroin? Yeah. Yeah. Sleepy is also on heroin. Yeah. yeah. It's merged into one of them. They're Grumps. all <laughs> Yeah, Grumpy Doc just doesn't have that. heroin. Yeah, <laughs> Doc is just the, he's the pill mill. This, this reminds me. Yeah. This reminds me more of uh, Hook, the movie with, with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Yes. With a Peter Pan movie. Mm-hmm. And these look like the Lost Boys. Like they're just kind of regurgitating the Lost Boys. Yeah. One is rufio yeah. except he's just drugging her all the time uh, i'm sorry dude this movie's gonna bomb it's gonna bomb oh, yeah. because here's what's happening regular people like i went outside i was i touching grass I, I, actually i was touching sand because i was in tijuana but I'm, I'm hanging out and talking to regular people about all the stuff and they're like don't know don't care this is weird they just want regular stuff like we're used to you can't have this rapid cultural shift in the span of six seven years people are just weirded out by it. now terminally online people on the woke left, will say things that make no sense and just agree with each other. Like, uh, uh, you know, everyone brings up to me nonstop the clip with um, Lance from the Surfs when he said a woman should be able to get an abortion whenever she wants. It's her body. And then I asked him about meth. And he goes, well, she can't do that. Intentionally kills the baby. Everybody. Sh- and then Dave Chappelle goes, gotcha, bitch. So everybody, yeah. <laughs> someone made that edit. And uh, they're, they're, that, that is a contradiction in the mind of an individual who doesn't have convictions or logic, he has tribal acceptance. He will say what he is supposed to say. And of course, this is why many leftists don't come on talk shows because there's no logic to their ideas. They're saying things that they're supposed to say. Regular people don't live in that world. So when you bring woke Snow White girl boss and the seven companions, they're going to be like, I don't know. Are they going to do a Snow White with the prince? I want to see that. Also, girls well, like talking about love. They think about it all the time and relationships. It's the way they're hardwired. To pretend otherwise is stupid. It's disingenuous. Also, ridiculous. I saw this interesting thing on Twitter, and it said the reason women get offended by mansplaining is because men and women communicate with each other differently. Men talk to each other about things they know. Women talk to each other about their feelings mm-hmm. on average. So when a man starts talking to a woman, he starts talking about knowledge-based things, and the woman doesn't like it. Women talk about feelings. That's what they prefer more. And you better listen. So, but, but ultimately what it comes down to is 
how many people really she's like, it's not 1937 anymore. She's going to be the leader she can be. OK, well, here's an honest question. How many women genuinely want to be world leaders? A lot of them do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying if you, I, I'm willing to bet if you polled the average woman, go to Times Square and walk up to as many people as possible and say, would you want to rule the world? Men are probably two to one going to say yes. Women two to one going to say no. Someone you know, on Twitter. It, 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 it's, I'm not saying it's absolute. A lot of women will say yes, for sure. No, but a lot of these stories have to come from a place of knowing. And I guarantee you a man wrote the script or greenlit it or gave notes. Like there's a, an SNL sketch, not that they ever do very well with it. But there's one where it's like a house full of people and it's like one of the reality shows and there's lesbians. And the whole joke is the two women are laying in bed together and they're going like, I see you. I know, I see you too. I see you, and I see you. And it's hilarious because if a guy wrote that, it would be like, what, Doc Martens? They both were construction. Like, it would be this hacky. But it was actually yeah. really funny because it was written from a place of understanding who they actually were to make fun of it. Mm -hmm. So you have this thing that doesn't actually make sense to any guy, and you probably have these studio heads going like, yeah, she wants to be a boss lady. Like, we'll do it like that, right? That's what all women want. And you're not going to get anything that connects with an audience. So sure. here, here's the issue. How many, uh, how many women want to see a movie about a woman being in charge and how many men want to see a movie where they're like the man is not needed and not useful none i'm sure some right some market for it but it's probably small well yeah here's the question why are there so many how come I'll how come none how come 95 percent of strip clubs are women Girls that work there, you mean? The people that work there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 95 percent of strip clubs are women stripping. I would say you testosterone is probably the number one reason. How come it's not 50-50? Yeah, these feminists it's almost like get girls on these male don't want to go there. It's it's interesting. It's like they're not seeking out. Like the women and you know why? You know why? Fantasizing about impregnating. I've other seen women. those bear movies, and those fat ants sure go to town. Women, on average, are not attracted to submissive men who are being controlled by someone else. That's women. A Wim, this is I'm, I'm not this is my, my opinion. I'm making it up. I was reading I've, I've, I was reading studies on the disparity and what they've found is women go to male strip clubs typically because it's funny. Women, yeah. women go to female strip clubs because it's funny. Men go to female strip clubs because they're horny. What they said was that women are not attracted to weak men who are being dominated by somebody else. Going into a big room where the man has to perform for a group of people who are hooting and hollering is not uh, typically attractive to a woman. That's well, just the way I don't know what it is. Seeing the creep that can come out in men who get way too aroused at a strip club, I would imagine is not. A, it's like the girl from The Office who's like, I'll go. I don't mind seeing that. But then she'll never talk to you again. Right. Because she's seen you at your lowest point. Like if you go, like if you go to a strip club, a male strip club, have you been? No, I've never been to a nail. I, but I, I like. So I was on You've a. You've never been to Danny's in Windsor. Just no, name out I of can't a hat. say. Like, but the thing is, I have noticed <laughs> you have a among bunch of names my, <laughs> like among my female. We would go to Cheetahs, and the girls would go over there and giggle. Yeah, like, and we would be at what is essentially a whorehouse. I've known girls who do that, and they're like, "Haha, look how empowered, so fun!" But like, well, it's a they're not penis. going there for any reason, right? They're going there to be like, "I'm so forward thinking and edgy," right? It's the same thing with like when you have like bachelorette parties, and they go to drag shows, right? Like at bars, hopefully appropriately aged, but like they're going because it's like 
kind of something fun and different. Men go to strip clubs for an entirely different reason. They don't go just to be like, look at this fun group activity we're doing. Like, yep. sorry, you guys are creepy and weird. Guys and go by personal. themselves. Yeah. I've never met a girl who's like going alone to a, a all male strip club or like any of this. It's, it's oh, ridiculous. Oh, if you do, she's broken in every way. I don't, I don't want to know her. I feel bad for her. I think part of it is, is important to acknowledge that like men and women seek different things out of emotional relationships and even like watching movies right so so there are reasons what you'll you'll have this stereotype of like the movie you go with your boyfriend to see versus the movie your girlfriend takes you to see uh i think the example of this weekend of barbie and oppenheimer right people are talking about this like in a gendered way uh what i think is dumb about this this she's not even thinking about falling in love like that's just such a lie why are you stripping women from their emotional core like Women are hardwired to seek community and relationships. And part of that is finding a life partner. And that's cool and beautiful. And if you want her to be, you know, CEO of not dwarf industries or whatever, that's fine. But to be like, because she's too good to be thinking about love, that's sort of ugly towards women, right? That's saying that these things that you feel naturally are something you should be ashamed of and avoid. And that's a weird movie for a message to send. I I do like a message for a movie to send. I I do like that Gal Gadot is the evil queen. Because, oh, like, <laughs> Gal Gadot looks at Rachel Zegler and she's like, I am jealous of how beautiful she is. Like, you look the same. Like, they're both. They, they, they should have got an ugly woman to play that role for. Well, I think the evil queen yeah. was beautiful, but she still was jealous. That's that was true, part of true. her. Yeah. Maleficent, whatever. Is that who it was? Yeah. She, Maleficent. It's not that Maleficent isn't beautiful. It's just that she's jealous. And part of, like, yeah. Snow White's beauty is, like, the fact that she's so kind and, and she's sweet and things like that. There is, there is a youthfulness about her that, you know, this woman is jealous of. And, and that is actually a super interesting concept. Women should explore that because jealousy is rampant among women, right? You know, you know what women really did like, though? That movie where the uh, the dude kidnaps the woman's dad and then she gets Stockholm Syndrome and marries him? Uh, Beauty and the Beast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ah, yeah. Mm. They do like that movie. And yeah. he's not even a good-looking fella. What happens? See, who women are ki- not as visually oriented as men. Who kidnaps no. who in that movie? Uh, the dad. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the beast kidnaps the beast her. Kidnaps her dad. Oh, Yo, made a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, made a billion dollars. Beauty. Is that Yo. the live-action one where yeah. it's like the beast doesn't even look that good? Fortunately, when he comes he out of his handsome. shell. And and it's it's literally a movie about a monster that kid that like blackmails and extorts someone, saying either live with me or I'm gonna kidnap your dad. And then she falls in love with him. And he has a big library. She's a big that. library. That's like he's got assets that she's interested in. And, you know, he, she's not interested. I remember watching the animated Beauty and the Beast movie. And I've talked to other girls about this. And when they finally show the prince after he, like, stops being the Beast, like, you're actually like, wow, he's kind of disappointing. The Beast was, like, much more, like, interesting looking. There, There is something that women are n- not compelled by the way that men are. I think that's the weirdest thing that Hollywood is trying to sometimes 
argue that like ultimately women are just as visually oriented as men that they're looking for the same things men they're not that's why they're different there's a reason for this somebody, and that's okay somebody like a big bear man who talks to spoons yeah like yeah. dude he's got a castle and he dresses nicely and he got some books that's what so. they're saying on x someone was xing earlier that uh, <laughs> stop stop that immediately women's big z they ZD'd, it was yeah. waiting to do that they, they zed out uh yeah they xed out that they um, out. that's the best one women want uh, a strong male protective force in their life i don't know if that's inherent to every woman but it feels like the movie's trying to write that out and i'm gonna divert back to our little snow white interview right she's like she's gonna do all these things her dad told her she could do (laughs) we're upholding the patriarchy if nothing else that's the only winning winning attribute of this it would have been it would have been better if it would have been more feminist if she said no dad i'm not gonna do what you think i should i've found someone i love and care about and i want to be with him Instead, the film is the dad being like, you're going to be a great leader. And she's like, sure, whatever you say, dad. She's like, I, I, whatever, you, the, whatever you preordain for my life, father, I'll follow your instructions. I'm not going to go to Wellesley and study art or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always thought that was in 80s movies and stuff like that where the guy was a little bit of a slouch or whatever, but the girl still loved him. Like there wasn't that element where it was just the typical guy. Like the girl made that choice. Like every but Kevin I, Smith movie. Yeah, like every Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. I was trying to think of other ones, but you know, more like you know Uncle Buck. I just but, uh, like, you know what's crazy is that Gaston's the good guy, but he's the bad guy. No, nah, he's, he's the such worst. An ass. He's so narcissistic. That's propaganda. Well, he's also mm. a gay man who's just trying to be like, yeah, I want her. Yeah, so come with jacked. me, little she, She's guy. a feather in his hat. He's not appealing to her. Here, here's yeah. a way. Here's a way. He's yeah. an example of what we might describe as false masculinity, right? Sure, he's sure. physically huge, but he is not actually a good companion. No, no. What I'm saying is, you're getting the story from the beast's perspective because history is written by the winners. So of oh. course, Gaston's this awful dude. He's a veteran that everyone loves. Clearly, like he's he's built generated esteem within the community for some reason, and they're just smearing his good name. He tries to know. save her. Beast kidnaps her dad and then forces her to live with them. She gets Stockholm syndrome, and he's like, "Hey guys, can we get together and save this woman and her dad?" And they're like, "You're evil. You're the bad guy." That's Stockholm true. syndrome. She goes and lives in a castle where enchanted yeah. things take care of her. The she's beast forced was, to. The beast was actually he locks her in a room. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The, the the teacups come out and dance. She's having an like, okay time. I will say. To, to be fair, it that is might like, have just been a hallucination. I mean, you don't know what he was. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it, it is. It is. Yeah. It is also strangely like communistic <laughs> that the prince minding his own business gets a knock at the door. And some witch is like, give me free stuff. And he's like, no. And then she's like, okay, now I'll curse you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm, in, I'm in my house, you know, I'm minding my own business and I get cursed. What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. beast, That's a bad he message. would get angry. That was his like worst fault. Like he never beat the hell out of Belle. If he did, the movie wouldn't have got made for sure. But <laughs> she probably would have left. To be fair. I would hope that she would leave in that situation. If she's getting beat up by the beast. But Not like, she's kidnapped. We if, may have not seen that part. That's true. <laughs> Plus she was largely covered in most of her body. We don't know. Yeah, there's no ripped clothing or anything. We, we he was a gentleman, he, a yeah. beastly gentleman. He could have been punching her in the legs half the time. <laughs> Right, I just right. think we're having this the candlestick to Snow a White movie is doomed to fail. I don't understand why we're doing this. I also don't understand why you have to keep remaking animated Disney classics, right? You oh, think they have no idea. The, the, the dancing teacups are going to be good in this version? No, that's no. half the charm. There's also no Angela Lansbury, so no thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah. She was lit. Yep. She know, carried man. the 80s, man. Yes, she did. You're telling me that relationship podcasts are completely dominated by women, but this wench is not thinking about falling in love. Like, you're just lying. What was yeah, it? So- I, I, I don't want to say the Aladdin movie, which came out in 2019, made a billion dollars as well. So I won't be surprised if this one makes some money, but it's a question of where, Snow, where uh, Little Mermaid is. 
in, in terms of box office. Oh, yeah. I, mean? I would like to see those numbers. Did that do okay? I wonder. I People were mad. It's like, I just don't care. It's I some... only care because uh, redheads are a genetic minority on Earth, and we just erase them from a casting position. That's and true. I think and you that's are not a redhead. Nice. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I have even more genetically redheaded relatives, and they, you know, are not being able to see true redheads on on. That that's the only thing I care about. My it looks like it looks like a. So I hope it hurt him. Little Mermaid is a break-even no, film him. right now. Oh my god! Oh, so it actually is. Well, yeah, it's I not think, a bomb. But yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's a not. Bomb. An amazing success, like they were kind of pretending it would be. Well, I mean, these other movies have had a couple of years to hit the billion dollar mark. So, I mean, if they made their money back, you know, there you go. Do you think with Snow White that the story is they think it's not going to appeal to young women because she's kind of helpless throughout the story? Like she's she falls asleep and she's kind of out of it for half the movie almost? I think they miss the charm because they're they see this character that's, you know, taking care of the dwarves and packing lunches and like helping them get their house in order. And they feel as though that makes her seem too domestic and subservient to these like mythical male characters. Uh, and I think what they miss is the fact, the fact that she is like a service oriented person who's very charming. There's a lot of joy, you know, she's constantly singing. I think they miss the things that make Snow White have the beauty that the witch is actually jealous of. It's not just physical beauty. It's like beauty in the soul. So and they scrub that because they feel like those things make her too s- subservient. It did six it, weirdos. It did do bad. The release. Uh, it is still one of the highest grossing Memorial Day opening weekends. Its projection was 120 to 125 million. It hit 118.8. So just shy of its target. However, outside the U.S., it did not do it that well. It fell short of expectations. So it still looks like, I'm assuming with a budget of around 200 and some odd million dollars, their marketing budget was probably around 200 million as well. So it looks like as of right now, they're slightly above break even. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. The thing is, movies are all built upon the, the previous movie, not the current movie. What I mean is Pirates of the Caribbean 2 did well because Pirates of the Caribbean 1 was good. And, you know, when, when, when the first Pirates movie came out, I did not see it in theaters. I saw it afterwards and was like, wow, that was awesome. Same, yeah. So when the second one came out, I was like, let's go. And then I was like, that movie sucked. Agreed. And this is where we're at. People might be saying, I want to go see Little Mermaid because I liked Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. And now they may be walking out going like, huh? So we'll see. I think I think the Snow White film will probably be a, a lot worse. I watched yeah. that first Aladdin movie probably 50 times. That cartoon with that was uh, great. Robin movie. Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of those Disney cartoons are fantastic. But part of it is because and I wish we had our resident cartoonist here, uh, the imagery and cartoon manipulation allow you to do things that you obviously wouldn't get to do with live animation. My example here would be the live action Lion King, which I didn't see, but everyone who I know who saw it was like, it just, it seemed weird and kind of creepy. It didn't have this like adorable animal talking interaction. It didn't have the charm that animated movies have. You can't just make something live action. I like, liked Bill Murray be as Blue. It had its, mm. its Dude, moments. They're going to put people in AI augmented reality. Disney's going to make this. And you'll be able to become the beast. Like um, you'll be able to experience the woman falling in love with you. You'll be able to rage. You'll be like smash the the urns on the wall and you're like ah, oh, and you go through that part of the game and then bell arrives but and you're i like, think do dude, not dude, hit no, her and you're like no ah. dude, dude. you're 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 under thinking it it's going to be predictive it's going to be full full uh environmental destruction totally open realities and worlds the storylines are going to be amorphous there's going to be a general storyline they want to follow and you could easily deviate from yeah if you've played elder scrolls i think uh not was it oblivion that's four elder scrolls four. where you'd you'd kill a, a person in the game and it would be like this person was important to the timeline yeah you can choose to continue but the, sto- the history is irrevocably damaged 
or you can go back and start over. You could choose. I love that about those games. You could actually, in that game, remove a main character and end the storyline. It's going to be like that, but fully AI. So if you do play as the beast, you could walk up to Bell and just clock her, boom, right in the face. And the story breaks. It'll like teach you how to fall, how to how to get a woman, and then it can manipulate you to think like, if I say these things, she won't like me. If I say these, though, she will, and it'll be programming young men. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's gonna like be a worse. Boss girl, even if you're a guy, yes. like if you wanted to be, maybe oh, that'll be like bro, the difficulty setting. This is what's gonna be. Like, People are gonna go into these games, and they're gonna be whatever <laughs> whatever they identify as. They're gonna enter, you know, solo single player vi vi virtual realities where they just choose to be what they want to be. Want to be Superman? You go into Superman world, you never leave. But here's what happens. You will live in the pod and you will eat the bugs. Yeah. That, that's going to happen. You know why? Because we, we right now are one foot in, one foot out of the traditional reality. Yes. People, these kids that are growing up today are increasingly growing up in the network. It will be ubiquitous and normal to them. Go back 200 years and tell one of the founding fathers, in our time, you have to register your number with the government in order to work. They'll say, what? No, 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 no. That can't have happened here. It's a free country of a constitution. No, no. Everybody, when you're born, you get your number stamped and you need that if you want to get access to jobs. You have your government number. Yo, it's going to be crazy. People are going to live in pods, totally in isolation. They're going to do rudimentary jobs. Most, most stuff will be automated. They won't care to ever meet you or interact. Humans likely will not talk to each other for the most part because they're going to say, look, Please, can I just go back in my pod? My, my world needs me. They'll, they'll, you'll, you'll get a knock on the door and it'll be, you know, an IRS guy showing up at your house and it'll be like, we need to deduct taxes from your account. It's fine. It's fine. Take whatever you want. I live in the pod. I eat the bugs. I don't care. I got to get back to virtual world. I think you're right, but I don't want it. <laughs> no one's going to force it. How do we fix it, though? No, no, listen, listen. Make Ted you, you, you will. Nail bombs? You will. No. Geez. No, I know. I'm joking. I'm completely you will, kidding. You we will, already know that idea failed, but his he was right will, about a lot of stuff. He was right about technology destroying the world. And yeah, it was insane. the way he went about it was silly. So I'll say it. So Pressure you're gonna bombs? you're gonna get old. I mean, come on, you're gonna get old. Right. You're gonna die, and, well, and kids will grow up, and it will be normal, and they will just live their that. lives. You gotta like make the world exciting. That's for sure. The it, world is exciting, but people don't I know, care, man. You got to get your feet the real world. Really I think is you have, yes. I mean, maybe you can talk about this because you actually have a kid. But I feel like part of it is not plugging your kids in too early, right? Like letting your kids develop an imagination on their own That's to have something yeah, to contrast to. it with. Because yes. if you were just immediately trained to seek visual and simulation and like any sort of creative things comes from a screen then how much of your brain have you cultivated to fill in the gaps when you are not plugged in my kid likes to play baseball drums all kinds of stuff before he likes to go online mm -hmm. and like he always but yeah i think which means that, he'll like to do other stuff before he oh, decides he it's worth getting in the pot way rather go outside than do and, and that's what i enjoy like i did show him movies earlier on because i love movies and cinema older movies too but yeah, the idea of just handing somebody a tablet and being like, there you go, that'll raise you. I mean, I think that's a huge problem today. I really do. I guess you got that's yeah. exactly why it's going to, I fear that's where it's going. Because these, these kids are going to grow up in that world. Unless you take away the technology from your kids now, which I, I don't know, maybe it's possible. I think a lot of people do, and you're right, a lot of people don't. And I think the fact is, is too, with schools, I don't know, I mean, our school, not as much. I don't know how public schools do it, but a lot, a huge part of that is taking your tablet, taking other things. Like, you are learning on 
all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So eventually, yeah, I mean, uh, everything that you are learning and everything that's going into your head is part of this whole system. That's the value of it is the data transmission. Like that you can learn information so quickly. You can learn how to, where to hit the tree with the ax. You learn how to sharpen the ax. You can learn where to get an ax. But I feel like part of it is training kids to read the first 10 sentences of something and move on to the next thing. Whereas like if you handed a kid a book and we're like, read these things and tell me what you learned. It's training the attention span to last longer and you're still getting a lot of information. Yeah, attention span's big. Mm -hmm. Shorts make me nervous. Internet shorts like yeah. Instagram, YouTube They shorts. really do. Like, I don't like putting that up. Like, I even like putting up like a whole cartoon I've made. You know what I mean? And But people don't like it as much. But there's a value to seeing like watching them pour molten copper into dry ice. I'm like, okay, it only takes 30 seconds. Let's see what happens when the molten copper hits the dry ice and it's just fascinating to watch and like if i could have saw that when i was six if i could have seen that when i was six would it help me learn but if you Absolutely. saw that and then had to read an explanation of like what actual chemical changes are happening you would actually be better versed like you can say oh, i saw this video and this is what happened but if i asked you to explain why those things are happening and what are the theories behind them you may not be as prepared to talk about oh, it good idea you see what i mean like it's not that technology has to be evil all the time i just think that there are uh, traditional ways of uh, consuming information that take longer. So we feel like it's better because it's coming at us faster. But again, that's our desire to have immediate gratification. I think if you watch something happen like that, though, depending on the age, over time you can learn it of why it happened if you're interested. Sometimes you can't take in that information just by reading it. I think the idea of maybe seeing something like that and then wanting to understand why it happened is also a benefit. If that makes sense. Like, the, at least the way that I always learn. Like showing a kid seven different Instagram stories or whatever, stories of, like, science projects, and then the one that they like the most, you'll investigate that one. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Or, like, kids have questions, right? So, like, I could see, you know, if your kid is like, where's ketchup come from? Like, pulling out a YouTube video that's 10 minutes long that gives, like, a brief history of ketchup, this is a specific example from my real life, you know, can be good. But then also on top of that, trying to be, like, well, let's maybe read about this period of history that this came from or this region of the world, like trying to show them that you can expand knowledge that isn't just like falling down a video hole of like things that are slightly related. It's very it's a very different uh, way of giving children knowledge. I'm you're actually a parent, so you should probably talk about. No, this. I'm not saying I don't think you're wrong. I mean, if my son asked where ketchup came from, I'd be like, it's a bottle. I, I really wouldn't have any answer for it. I feel like tomatoes and Well, like, sugar. that's a, like, a full on, like, does your kid want to know what is literally ketchup made of? Could you, like, look that up? Or is it, like, I would what's the history? How did we get ketchup? Yeah, I'd probably well, look it, it up a, and explain uh, it more than just show a video, to be honest. Mm -hmm. A man who had traveled to China, and they had katsa, and he tried to recreate it, and mm -hmm. it was a tomato-based vinegar sauce, and he got katsup. And there were actually now we have ketchup. all kinds of other versions of ketchup, too. It wasn't originally just tomato. It was America that kind of made it homogenized tomato oh interesting okay. and some guy was like i deep fried a potato and they were like oh, this is crazy how good the, you know is. the potato chip story no a guy was at a restaurant this is the legend and he ordered uh, thinly sliced potatoes with his meal mm -hmm. he got them they were not thin enough and he complained and said i wanted thinly sliced potatoes these are thick and so the chef was like okay and he cut them thin and gives them back and the guy was like i said thin so the chef was like, are you okay, fine. So he cut them as thin as he could and fried them so they were chips. Yeah. And the guy was like, these are amazing. These are exactly <laughs> what I want. And that's the legend of potato chips. Yeah, this yeah. says uh, comes from kisop, ketchup from the Malay word kisop, which mm -hmm. meant soy oh. sauce. Yeah. 
It's a sauce. Go. And like Ch- in, in England, there were several different versions again because it got picked up mm. and moved around. Oh, so they changed it from soy to tomato Right, at some and point. again, I watched one 10-minute video, YouTube video on this. I'm an expert now. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons Heinz's favorites is because they switched to the clear glass bottle before that they were packaging them in green bottles. But they were like, our way of making it makes them fresher and the color is better because a lot of ketchup was sort of more brown and it was oh. disguised in the and green bottle. And love red. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah. true. Isn't it kind of weird that like ketchup is the meritocratic sauce of choice? It's so yeah, good. it's just like the sauce. I'm still down with it. I'm not gonna lie. I love ketchup. It's yeah. amazing. I get the good stuff though that has no sugar. Yeah, added the organic. To it. Yeah, just straight up. Yeah, I get the tomato. trash. Yeah, <laughs> the corn syrup yeah. stuff. I eat like a raccoon. It was interesting, Hannah Claire. That you <laughs> the said raccoon diet. Kind of inge- ingest that you watched uh, uh, a 10 minute video and now you're an expert because you kind of but I'm become not. what That'd you gain. It. You're starting to gain expertise just from 10 minutes. So like. That's a good With skit. kids, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta balance yeah. out the, the intake. Because if you watch 80 10-minute videos, you're not going to be an expert in all 80. Like if you watch one of them. Mm-mm. And you over no. and over and you pay attention to but it. But watching the videos with my, my younger sisters who asked me, where did ketchup come from? How did we get it? Uh, we got to this part and I was like, oh, we could go to the Heinz Ketchup Museum and like learn some more about this if you wanted to. Like there are lots of ways to take in information mm-hmm. that aren't just like online, right? You can, you can do a skit. Where it's like, you know, you got the keto diet, you got carnivore, you got vegan, and you have the raccoon diet. Yeah. Where I'm you're sure. like, you're, you walk into a restaurant and grab someone's half-eaten sandwich. <laughs> and just like, yeah. You're like, see? It's whatever's left. So it's it's a food's food, you know what I mean? Just and, finish someone's milkshake. And you can explain the reason it's better is that in the average American diet, people tend to have a routine and they'll eat many of the same things. This means a restricted amount of vitamins they're actually getting in their diet. With the raccoon diet, you get a plethora of different foods, thus... Getting all the vitamins you need. Yes. And you get a little bit of exercise uh, because people will try to get their food back <laughs> while you hiss at them and run. I and think this is amazing. Down. You should patent this like, lifestyle. He'll get like dark rings under his eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Slowly you look like a burglar every time you grab someone's food. That's good. <laughs> you get the crap kicked out of you at a Waffle House with your raccoon diet. He's got rings under his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah black yeah, eyes. Big black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's read uh, let's read super chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to timcast.com, become a member so you can watch our uncensored members only show, which will be live at about 10 p.m. And you, as members, can even ask questions of us and our guest. Just sign up at the $25 per month level, or if you've been a member for at least six months, it's a screening process. You then submit questions, and we choose four or five every night. That'll be up at 10 uh, over at timcast.com. But uh, let's uh, let's read some super chats. I didn't mention some of these uh, already, so let's read uh, some more. Elaine Bennett says cast brew doesn't ship to Canada. Harumph! I do believe international shipping is in the works. There's like something we have to do, and we may have new products tomorrow. We may. Uh, the latest update I got is it looks like we may have the Keurig cups, the decaf blends. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have an espresso roast just yet, but the K cups it's big. And that may be tomorrow. We have Sleepy Joe and Unwoke. Our decaf blends will be available at uh, castbrew.com. And we're going to be separating. Right now, all of the blends, if you click it, you choose ground or whole. But we keep getting emails from people who are like, how come you don't offer whole bean? Because the graphic says ground on it. So we're just going to double it up. So it's going to say ground and whole. And that way people can just click it. Uh, but I'm excited for that. So question we, on the, K, on the yeah. K cup. Is it, they're called K-Cups for legal purposes? No, I have no idea. I don't know how that works. Because Keurig was a company that I yeah. think they got invented for, and then the cups just became prolific. It's a colloquial term. <clears throat> K-Cup. That's all everyone says. Let's grab some more Super Chats. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, and he's back. Tim, were you chomping at the bit to make content after a week away? 
Anna Claire held down the fort last week. Seamus, well, haha. Oh, Seamus, uh, we're glad he was here. Uh, I was sitting in a recliner for, you know, like eight hours a day staring at dolphins uh, for the most part. It was cool. The, the view was just the, the ocean and you could see the border and there were dolphins. And the funniest thing that happened was, um, and with no disrespect to the wonderful nurse and people there, there was a seal. Okay. And the seal was by itself. And the dolphins were bothering that seal. But do you guys know how to say bother in Spanish? No. Mm, no. Do you want to look it up real quick? Yeah. Hector? No. Nope. Let's just, uh, what's, well, do you have it? a term for bother. I think so. What is, what is, I, it? I appreciate your what language. is it? La molestia. Yeah. Let me say that again. La molestia. Oh, yeah. Right. Just so, like do not disturb. So what happened no was. Molestar to bother. That's right. People are saying molestar. <laughs> so uh, the, the kind woman who worked there, whose second language was English, said, the dolphins keep molesting the seal. And we just are laughing. And she's like, look, look, they're molesting the seal. And we're like, yeah. And I'm just like, I know what it means in Spanish. I'm not going to be mean, but it was funny. But it is funny. The dolphins were just swimming around the seal and bothering it. They weren't doing anything untoward beyond that. But it was fun. So glad to be back. I've seen dolphins do some uh, crazy stuff with. They were jumping. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then there are these birds that go up in the air and then dive down wow. straight into the, into the oh. beach. Super cool. What were they? I don't know what they're called. I don't know. Or the, I don't know if they were. It like was cool. The, they go up, and they're in San Diego, too. And then they okay. just, you see them dive, boom, and into the water, and then come out with a fish. I they were like oh. pelicans. The herrings? Yeah, I don't think they're pelicans. They may seagulls? be herrings. No, not no, seagulls. seagulls aren't smooth like that. Those, those are just beggars. There are, there, are, there are a lot of sea lions in San Diego, though. Everybody who lives there knows. Mm -hmm. like It's a normal thing. Up yeah. in California, right? There's yeah, and there, was, and there was like a seal laying on the beach in the morning, and people came over and started like yelling at it, and then it ran to the water, and then the rude. dolphins. Yeah, very rude. There's a lot of manatees in Her Hermosa Beach. That was always weird. Oh, yeah. And in Florida, yeah. too. In Florida. In the swamps and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, All seagulls right. are on the uh, raccoon diet. Yeah, they are. Uh, yes, they're trash. They're, they're air raccoons, we might say. That's why you feed them Alka-Seltzer, watch them die. <laughs> do you ever see dark. those pictures or video of them like swooping down and taking no, I, I ice cream did. with them on their way out? Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's crazy. No, I would feed seagulls yeah. when I was a kid. But you can't what would do you it feed now. them? Elk seltzer? Yeah, whatever you had with you. Okay, record. All right, let's read some more. <laughs> Fire Burns People says, Tim, this morning you talked about customer service being a robot. The trick to getting by all the robots is to speak complete gibberish regardless until it forwards you to a real person. Incorrect, good sir. I am going to teach you all a powerful hack. Have you ever been dealing with customer service and it's a robot? You bet. And when you speak and say, hi, I'm having a problem with my, with my phone service, it'll go, okay. Let me see if I can help you. Correct. You said your car service? No, my phone service. I'm sorry. Let me try again. There's one simple thing you have to say to get it to instantly transfer you to a human. And you know what that one simple thing is? What? Operator. Fuck you. Really? I am not joking. Okay. Well, you already swore earlier on, so I yeah, swore. Let's make this one We're hot. already there. Uh, <laughs> I have learned in most instances, what I would first do is say human being, and it would go, you want to talk to a representative, but I can help. Why don't you try asking me the question? Human being, 
I'm sorry. I didn't get that. I'm like, oh, I learned a long time ago that as soon as you say fuck you, it goes, I'm transferring you now. Is it the tone that you said if you go, no. if you say it real nice, like, fuck you? Will it, it be like, it doesn't okay. know the tone. You can just literally be like, hello, fuck you. And it goes, transferring call. Wow. Fuck just you. instantly. No problem. So I was on the phone <laughs> with United and the first time I saw United, this is crazy. United transferred us from our first class flight from Vegas to DC to coach Den- so it was Vegas, Houston, DC. They, tra- they, they abruptly, without telling us, moved us to a different flight. So we went uh, Vegas, Denver, DC, coach in the back of the plane. I'm like, we paid for this. Give us a refund at least. They were like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. There were no employees. So we get to the airport. Our tickets are gone. They don't, the app doesn't have them anymore. This is the crazy thing about not having your ticket printed too. It's like the app just gone. I'm like, how, do, how am I getting in? Go, go, go to the terminal. No employees anywhere. Not a, not a single agent. So I call the customer service line, robot. And I say, human being over and over again, it would not do it. Finally, I just went, fuck you. And then it was like, transferring your call instantly. Sent me to a woman who was in South Africa and she had no idea what was going on. Said, sir, your original flight to Houston to DC is still here, listed as available first class. I don't understand what you're talking about. And I'm like, I have an email saying you moved me to a different flight, coach. And there, she was like, I can put you back, I guess. There was a delay, I guess, and because of the delay, they just moved without asking us, even though the delay, there was still another flight we could have uh, uh, caught. Then finally, when an employee showed up, they, they snapped at us and yelled at us and said, I can't help you. Go away. So I'm just like, this is, this is, this is crazy. There, the funniest thing that happened, though, you're going to love it. I'm standing at the counter waiting, and a woman looks at a guy and she goes, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we'll get your bag on the plane, but the computers are down. And I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that there is an issue. A man has a bag in front of him. The bag should be on the plane with him, but the computers are down, so they can't do it. Why? Only the computer had the authority to allow the bag to go on the plane. <laughs> so the human being staring at the bag couldn't do it. I'm like, that's the future. You're going to require some ridiculously rudimentary task, and the computer will say, sorry. You'll be at a convenience store. You'll have a bottle of, of Pepsi in your hand and a dollar in your other, and I'll say, ah, I'm sorry, man. Computers are down. I can't sell you that, that, that Pepsi. And you'll be like, can I leave the dollar here with you? No, I'll get in trouble. I can't do it. I can't trade with you unless the mark of the beast. Yep. That's exactly what I was yep. thinking. I had one Lobby time Lobby the most first. amazing thing with United, now that you've mentioned that airline, was I was going to get on. They go, actually, we have a flight that's an hour sooner to Greenville. And I was like, oh, that's great. So I got on the flight and I flew. And I was supposed to go to Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> so I landed in Greenville, North Carolina. So when I got there to be picked up, it's like, we're at the airport. I'm like, I'm at the airport. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, right for real? For real. They put you on a different... To a different state. Wasn't and it's the not airport like I was code gonna, different? Huh? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know, though. Like, United I, did that. I assume they were, like, you know, aware. So I just took their word for it. Nobody corrected me. So when I got there, finally, they're like, oh, you're in a different state. I'm like, of course. Wow. Why wouldn't I be? It, so, it, it, yeah. But I want to. I want to stress this too. I will never fly United again. It is insane. No, that was the day I stopped. Delta's the it's, way it's, for it's, me. People keep telling me Delta. It was three a.m. Our flight was at six. So we wake up at three thirty. We get to the airport at like four something. Boarding time was five twenty. Right. So I already have the app with the tickets on it. Right when we get to security, I look at the app and it says C agent, and it said Denver instead of Houston, and I'm like, what just happened? How Dude. did I? I did not buy a ticket to Denver. So you don't, like, you don't like need, skiing. you don't need tickets to get in the airport anymore, which is crazy. I think you legally do or whatever, but they were like, it's, it said ticket available, but no seat assignment or anything like that. And the guy was like, no, nah, it's fine. You don't need to just come on in. 
And I, I went in, <laughs> went to security and they, they don't check for that anymore. And then went to the terminal, no employees anywhere. Boarding was in 20 minutes. And I'm like, what is going on? My flight is it's crazy from uh, Colorado on the way back last weekend, I guess I flew United and my flight got delayed going into Chicago and I got off the plane. They're like, you have nine minutes. Your plane is leaving in, in 10 minutes. So I ran the hardest I'd run in 17 years, literally in 17 years. I ran flailing through the airport and I was coughing up mucus. <clears throat> Thanks, United. I made my flight, though, somehow. But really? It was crazy i ran so hard like red zone hard it was nuts. dude i hate that and they're like oh you're lucky you made it you're like really this I seems know. like it's your fault <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, luck you? had nothing to do with it my friends none of that time i pushed myself yeah i can't stand it and dude. i thought about dudes in the military like running with rucksacks for their life yeah and the, the amount of respect i gained for people that have gone through that man with them oh dude i could never that's yeah. why, yeah, I respect veterans. The raccoon diet won't support rock No, no, no. I can barely get away from the people who want their sandwich back. <laughs> Let's read some more Super Chats. <laughs> Definitely Not a Fed says, My best friend was a private chef to a billionaire, would spend weekends at a time at their estate, was like family with them. When he quit, the billionaire cried and said that he felt like it was losing a family member. Yeah, you know, I, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They Especially have, if someone's in your home all the time. Yeah. Making the food you're consuming. So mm-hmm. like... Their spirit becomes part yeah. of you. Yeah. Making love to you on Tuesdays. <laughs> Sammy Scott says, I tried to swim across a river. I'm unfit. I used all my energy about halfway, went back on an empty tank, got 10 feet from the shore and literally couldn't move, just started sinking. My mate saved me. Man, crazy. Well, well glad to hear good. you're all right. Were you doing the thing where you, you go forward and then you go on your back and then go back and stuff like that? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, alternate. Oh, your muscles. You float and then... You go on your back and backstroke or whatever. Then once you get tired, you flip over and use different muscles. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've always been a swimmer, though. Nice. Well, don't yeah. look at me. I'm not an expert swimmer. All I, all I know is that when I go in the pool, I just go like this and I just don't sink. You know, but that's because you're Tim Pool. I mean, yeah, you're not natural. allowed to sink. You, yes, when um, I, know during character creation, they were like, if you use the secret name, you get plus one Give to swim. swimming skill. Yes. Yeah, that's the how that's yeah you, you get the swimming <laughs> skill based on your name. You can beat any woman in an Olympic race. Yes. <laughs> we will grab some super chats. Let's see where we're at. What is this? RWG5 says, my mom majored in home ac at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. She has a BA in being a mom. Whoa. It's crazy. that, that And uh, there were like degrees you could get mm-hmm. in home ec stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah. As a, see, this is the thing. For human beings... Everybody wants social acceptance to varying degrees. So guys get it through doing guy things and women get it through get it through women things. But now all media and all culture is saying be a guy. It used to be that you're like, I have a degree in home economics. I'm the expert. And you would be praised and feel good for that accomplishment. So women were like, I have something to strive toward. This is a good thing. And people were impressed by it. And then one day they were like, nah, you should be working in an office. This is the power of a woman, man, at home to to take care of me like i i never really have appreciated it until this point in my life and i don't have kids yet i imagine when the kids are in the picture and the woman is taking care of them it's like the most amazing but like just to be able to help me with with diet and focus and motivation like that's you cannot buy that i also think we used to think of running home like essentially running a small business with these crazy customer slash employees that don't really speak english aka children right like yeah there was like one of the things that i've read about home ec is like if you suddenly own a home, right? And we all 
theoretically go through stages where you have to learn how to like evaluate appliances. How do you price home repair? How do you make nutritious food, especially in the day and age when you didn't have as much nutrition information printed on the package? Like how do you sew your own clothes? Like all of these things that we had to do at one point were, and to varying degrees, you still have to do. They were very serious things that needed management. So if you're a man out there earning money, great for you, someone has to keep the business running at the house and that typically falls women like it's more than just the emotional support that's a huge part of it but there was a time when we respected that the family was a unit that needed maintenance and care and that was typically something women took care of and because we had these institutions to support them it showed us showed that this was something we wanted as a society when we took those away it was like saying that's not important you shouldn't do it but everyone in this room has a household that needs to be kept up it's crazy to me that we threw that out yeah Here's a good one. Balian says, Elon needs to put in a local tab that shows what the people in your city and state are talking about on top of all other tabs. Agree. That's fantastic. That's a great idea. I think that's yeah, a good you, idea. Yeah, local, and you'll see just people around you posting stuff. That's really, Elon, somebody tell us. If, you, if you're watching this and you know him, mention that to him because it's a really, really good idea. Balian, shout out. I, I would love to use that right now because it, it's really important. When I was in New York, it was easy. When there was something going on, we heard a loud noise, I would search like New York bang and then you'd see everyone posting about it. You can do that, but it's not as easy if you're in a rural area or smaller town. Imagine if you you heard a big explosion or something, you could pull up your app or you like a storm was coming in. You open up Twitter, you press the magnifying glass. There's for you, there's trending and there's local. Could you just use like your town's like name and state as a hashtag to get out information that way? But people don't do that. But if, the if they did do that, that would be one way of handling sure, it. Sure, sure. But. So, so right until Elon comes through with this change, perhaps for that's this geo tracking people device, could, people could do that. But it's an issue of do people know how? And if you create a tab in the search section that says local and it just shows you people in proximity talking about what they talk about publicly, that's that's a, that's a brilliant. idea. Or if you could change the setting in the local tab to any zip code, something like where you could. Right. Know. Because you'll be traveling and stuff. Mm -hmm. That would be a great idea because like you could even do like marketplace like Facebook does. Like Craigslist is yeah. dead. I don't know if you guys have used Craigslist no. recently, but it's. It's no one uses just it to anymore. murder. Everyone uses Facebook Marketplace and Twitter could do that with locals. If they already have the geo kind of fencing up with uh, local tweets, you know, you could just start selling products. On and there. Facebook Marketplace, sometimes you get a subsidized shipping. Uh, it like costs less to if you buy something off Facebook Marketplace and ship it than if you just like hmm. ship to someone directly. Let's uh, jump to another super chat. We have self-made woman saying, Tim at all. I know where you stand on this, but I'm wired to desire Neuralink. I need that chip in my head experiencing transhuman dysphoria. How can I get Neuralink's attention? The leaky spigot. I have what? no idea. But if you'd like to volunteer, perhaps you can go on Twitter, tweet at Elon Musk and say you volunteer for the chip. What the, do you say? He, he needs the thing. What, what, how did he phrase that? Do you still have that tweet? I need, he rhymed something in the very beginning. I, I uh, Experiencing transhuman dysphoria. It was like the very first thing he typed. Uh, self-made woman says, Tim et al. I know where you stand on this, but I'm wired to desire. Wired Neuralink. to desire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're wired. How do you get the attention? You want it in your head sooner than later? Just be patient. I'm telling you, people will beg for it. They will beg for it. You know why? For the chip? Yes. No, thank you. It's not just going to be incels who want girlfriends. It's going to be a dad who lost his son. It's going to be a mom who, a, a wife who lost her husband. It is going to be a mother who's, who's, uh, whose son was, who died in the war. And in that reality, they can take every social media post that, that he ever made and they will create the predictive text version of your loved one that you lost. And, and they will say to you, join us, get the chip and talk to Nana again. 
talk to Jimmy again, and people are going to say, I, I will give you anything. I would the pain of knowing the person yeah. who I love. Yeah, some people will, but no, 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 I'm not saying that right you're, I'm not saying you're wrong either. I just can't imagine being so disconnected from the reality of life. I mean, that's part of life is the beauty of that you knew somebody, not this I would, AI version of... I would think mm -hmm. like if you dip off the AI at the end of the day or whatever, you turn the machine off, that it would cause visceral emotional damage, like in your gut, like hatred, like the most But that's why you become addicted to it, right? Like you never want to leave the AI and then you atrophy and die. You can't maintain any real life social connections. I, mean, I think reliving that pain though in such a, uh, uh, God, extreme way, that would almost cause suicide or some sort of reaction that you couldn't even control. I mean, that I've, could be so dangerous. I, I, there are a lot of people who are going to be like, no, how dare you? Of but, course. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, man, I'm willing to bet that the average person will just be like, don't judge me. They're and, also, and they'll do it in secret. They'll, they'll, they'll course, say, oh, yeah. you know, I got it for my health. I can check my health and then they'll go home. And it's not just that. That's, there's shame stuff in emotional breakdowns. People not wanting to know how, how messed up they are over the loss of a loved one or a breakup. Who knows what it is? Mm -hmm. But then there's going to be a lot of dudes doing really messed up stuff. I mean, let's be real. We can, we can talk about the messed up stuff dudes are going to do with virtual worlds they can create. Women will do a different kind of messed up thing. They will have their version of twisted, demented porn like Fifty Shades of Grey. And they're going to plug their brains in in two seconds. Or it's going to be weird emotional stuff. Like if they go through an intense breakup, right? And in the real world, they meet someone else, they get married, start a family, but secretly they're still with that other person in this virtual world. Like, can you imagine, male or female, that level of emotional betrayal if one day you found out that, like, the person you love more than anyone else in the world is actually keeping alive a relationship? It's, it's beyond it's that. They're not a dog they're, they're, or something that you yeah, have unconditional course. love for, though. I mean, is the, do we understand the human brain enough to actually play with that? To make a predictive text model, I think, is easy, but... It's but not, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just about a lost loved one or a lost relationship. It's going to be some dude who's like, man, you know, the waitress is so pretty. I'd love to date her. I'll date her in virtual reality and never talk to her in real life. And then you don't know anything about her and you form her to be whatever you want. No, it's because crazy. all of her tweets and Facebooks are public. Yeah, but you just tell the app to use that to make the person. That you stuff want. is curated, right? Like you don't put the worst parts of your life online, so you can never really know someone. But they don't want it. But wouldn't sure. they want but the that, fictional that fantasy? That means that you wouldn't have a true emotional connection. You'd have a... But that's that's that's, 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 I that's the point. I totally agree with you. Nobody wants that. That's oh, so what's that takes weird away from it. like an invasion of privacy because they've put it out there in the public. Yep. They can create that person. You can Google wow, if you can Google disgusting. search it. The machine can crawl and take all that text and compile a, a AI version of the person. At least their public persona. There will be more um, benevolent people that'll use it. But what'll happen is they'll be really rich and they'll be like, I just don't have time. I can't buy time, but I can buy the apps to download Spanish, French, Russian, Italian. I can learn these things rapidly by coding my brain with my money. So all these rich people that didn't have time to do all these things will be able to do them in virtual reality really quick. I, I, dis I disagree <clears throat> that when it comes to only when it comes to language, everything else. Yes, I agree on. But language specifically, the, the, the chip will just translate for you. Oh, interesting. So right. It's kind of like short circuit. You don't need the data in your brain. If someone says it, you'll just instantly, it'll, it'll, the chip will do the work for you. If the power's on you. Let's, uh, let's read this one from Captain Sunshine. He says, Tim, I finally started working out again and quit drinking, started taking supplements to improve my health. Thanks to your podcast, I've seen the light and decided to own the libs by being healthy. Who knew you guys were a health podcast? Well, uh, we've recently learned about the raccoon diet, another yes. way to improve it's, your health. It's a great way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> A lot of reps involved. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of reps. Cutting out the sugars. Mm -hmm. No sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Working out. Yeah. Elimination diets are great. 
when you when you figure out the things that weren't working, it real, almost doesn't matter what you're eating. I mean, it obviously matters, but as long as you're doing something healthy, you just cut out the ones that are really nasty. With the raccoon diet, you just a lot of people don't order dessert, so really that's kind of the benefit is you're not going to get a lot of dessert. Is it? Uh, there's a lot of diplomacy involved. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Peter. Brun, uh, Brunquell says, you always bring up furries in your videos like it's a weird thing. I'm offended. We're infinitely worse. Okay. Thank you for the warning. So that's a real furry, not an otherkin. Yeah, real So furry. that's one who dresses, yeah. Powder PZ says, the beast saved Belle from a pack of wolves. Fair point. Oh. Fair point. He did. Oh, so he, he didn't did. Her. No, he, he did. He, he, the, the dad goes and he's like, he was trespassing, so I'm locking him in the dungeon. She's like, let him go. And he's like, only if you stay. How do we know it wasn't his pack? Exactly. Oh, like they fake. It was like yeah, it was probably like, false hey, flag. You're yeah. assuming he's a wolf, though. He's just a nondescript beast. Yeah, but they don't know that they're wolves. The wolves are like, look, we just fought. Look, we like the way man. he smells. Yeah, they just think he's it's king bus. wolf. All right, what do we have? I do. Possibly. <laughs> I don't have a counterpoint Can't, right now. Guys are real scumbag. I'm gonna have to rewatch this Disney movie and get back <laughs> to you with some points. Big hunchback wolf. Thomas Sidebottom says, "Ian, if you can commit to gaining 20 pounds of muscle, I can commit to losing 20 pounds of fat. You have motivated me." That's based. Uh, that would <laughs> that would include me gaining about 50 pounds or 60 pounds, I think, because when I'm what I'm learning is the weight I gain is not all muscle. It's a lot of fat and water mm -hmm. on top of it. So 20 pounds of muscle. How much would that be? 40 pounds total. I'm up five pounds. Four pounds, yeah, and what, but I was down before we got started. The, the goal for the music video isn't to get Ian like super ripped so you see bulging muscles. It's to get him just like, I guess the idea is we want to see someone get emaciated. So a combination of fat and muscle, but not obesity. You know what I mean? Yeah. More like healthy too. Because like I considered like steroids. Am I trying to do something optical for the movie? And like, I would like it to look good, but I think the most important thing is that I'm actually healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you don't you, want steroids. Maybe Increase put some makeup your, on some of the muscles. That was like, ah. No, but it's like, no, that's cinema. It's okay. Because like, it's, ah. it's not, the guy in the, fil in, the, in the video is not some super athlete who's like all ripped yeah. and flexing his muscles. It's a regular guy. And in the end, you know, so you, you were, Ian was saying that he like dehydrated and didn't eat so he could yeah, get way down for the final scene. It was great. My mood was out of control. I didn't even know my mood was, was bad, but it was bad. One of those things. I was telling you guys that before. <laughs> it's such a weird place to be mentally. But, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long time to do, but it's going to be really awesome. That's what they call method acting, when you yeah. actually let your body f get to the point where it's supposed to be for the role instead of faking it. Inspector Tasty says, had my morning cup of rise with Roberto Jr. and remembered this crazy dream I had where Timcast was Shimcast, then briefly Shimcast was Brimcast. Absolute madness. Hi, Ian. Hi, Brim. What'd you, uh, what'd you think of last week's Shimcast day-to-day? -day? I thought it was so fun. I mean, you know, I'm grateful to do the show with, with all of you, but... Uh, I think the thing is, like, when you work in this environment, there are people that I see, you know, I'll see you when I'm getting coffee. I talk to Seamus regularly, and uh, it's fun to feel like we are able to still offer a nice product, and Tim is able to take a break, and, you know, uh, we don't just suddenly fall off the rails. It was definitely a, a, a marathon for us, though. Yeah, I felt the, the, train, the train was rocking. Yeah. I think it was fun. What did you think? That was great. Yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy is one of my favorite humans on Earth. Yeah, we had two presidential candidates on last week. It was sort of crazy. Really? No. They can Larry Elder. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right, that's he was right. Friday. And so, Man. you know, what yeah. a crazy job. It's so crazy. I talked to this Irish guy. I get to talk to Ian. Seamus made a lot of funny jokes. That was mm -hmm. awesome. Man. We got to bully Seamus about his transitions. I mean, really, just family um, memories were made. I, I, I'm bummed I missed it. But, man, I, for months I've been having range uh, of motion issues in my leg and strength issues at a certain, at a certain degree, at a certain range. 
And uh, it just like the, the last skate session was like every time I jumped, I got punched. Mm. How was it today? Uh, almost no pain at all. Nice. It's great. Like a week later. And so doctor said, take it easy. Still exercise. So I skated very lightly. Mostly just did spins. No flips because, you know, keeping it lower to the ground and everything. But had a good session and almost no pain at all. Nice. And it's, it's only it's not even been a full week yet. Are you nervous on it now? Or do you still do you feel more comfortable and confident? I felt better than I've ever felt in a long time skating it was it was crazy like reflexes everything felt perfect it wow. was crazy that's what people say about the yeah. either p what prp platelet rich plasma or stem cells yeah. that it's like you feel better than you did before you got the injury. oh yeah it's like fixing everything you know and even improving it sometimes but, uh i'm gonna see how i skate on wednesday but uh general improvement and the crazy thing like it, it, i say it's crazy 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 i i had trouble putting a sock on I could lift my right leg and put on my sock. I could not lift my left leg. I'd have to sit down and pull my leg over my other leg to put my socks on. Mine's both legs. <laughs> After getting this, it. within a few days, <laughs> range of motion was coming back. Mm. And I just, I'm like, I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like hard to believe. Yeah, there's this short amount of time that it changes. Mm -hmm. Now you all... know how Bucko's been feeling. Yeah, no joke. He's going to get more stem cells next week, I think. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear it, man. Hey, and Vivek wants to come back. <laughs> Vivek, Vivek wants to come back now that you're back in town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was so bummed because I'm a big fan. And uh, we might even do some big show. I don't want to say too much, but we're planning some stuff. Nice. All right, let's, let's grab one more super chat right here. Let's see. What did we have? I thought I had one pulled up. Reggae Vibe says there's a movie called 2047 where 70% of the world is plugged full-time into virtual reality. An assassin is hired to kill terrorists that want to unplug everyone. In the end, the, un the unplugged people kill them. Yikes. All right, uh, what do we got here? No Soup for Noel says this is John Doyle-level anti-beast misinformation. The beast never suggested Bell stay as his prisoner. Bell offered to stay. All right, all right, okay. <gasps> we got to watch this movie again. Yeah, I got to go watch the movie. This. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. Go to TimCast, click join us, because we're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up in a few minutes. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be spicy. And y'all as members can even call in and ask questions. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally everywhere at TimCast. Dave, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, yes, check out Normal World. It's on Blaze or YouTube.com slash at the at sign Normal World uh, and go ahead and subscribe. Uh, we have shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Check us out. Right on. Cool. I'm Hannah Claire Rimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should go to uh, TimCast.com and click on the read tab. You can see all the work from uh, Adrian Norman, Chris Bertman, all of our journalists. They do fantastic stuff. You should definitely 110% follow at TimCastNews on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, it's the best. If you want to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B or on Twitter at HCBrimlow. Thank you so much. I am Ian Crossland. Follow me at Ian Crossland on any and all of the social networks for the most part. And I X'd you out earlier, Dave. Yes. Uh, your X profile. Anyone that's going to follow You're Dave on X out. is Landau Dave. Yes. Thank you for Xing that out for me. You got it. I hate More this. Power to the X, dude. Appreciate the ZD. X on Z. Yeah. And you guys can follow or you can X me at X.com, right? Do this, is, Kellen. Am I doing it right? <laughs> Don't Soon. do this. I think Twitter is, is uh, redirecting to X or at something. Kellen PDL. Uh, it's where I X my favorite thoughts and, you Stop. know, funny ideas that I have. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll see you all over at TimCast.com in about a minute or so. Thanks for hanging out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.